Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, September 26, 2023, this program starts now. Football! Happened last night. The NFL Week 3 slate wrapped up with a doubleheader on Monday night, which I'm not sure anybody is loving as a viewer of football, but... Two more football games That's on last right. Hell yeah. Eagles get a big time win over the Buccaneers, which felt like a home game to Coach Sirianni. If you listen to what he was saying to Eagles fans afterwards, which we will at some point today. And then the Bengals look like the Bengals as they get a win over the Rams. Joey Burrow played. That was a big conversation going in. Is this calf going to be healthy enough for him to play? He had a workout earlier in the day. If they activate another quarterback, that's probably an indicator that Joey Burrow is not going to be playing mm-hmm. and he's going to be sitting out for Browning who's going to be playing. Instead, they activate a quarterback and Joey Burrow plays and Joey B looked good by the way I thought he looked more mobile than he had been looking walking across that street getting to practice he also started to find Jamar Chase on a pretty regular basis then you see Joe Mixon start hitting the holes and do their thing the Bengals for the second half of that game I believe felt like the Bengals of the last couple years now we know they're slow starters they were 0-2 couldn't go to 0-3 if Joey Burrow had to talk about being injured or going to 0-3 I'll play injured every single time because the stats say if you go to 0-3, you're basically screwed for the rest of the year. They do not. I thought the Rams looked okay. I thought they looked good. But the Bengals get a dub in an electrifying atmosphere that was the jungle in Cincinnati. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Dad. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. And nine-year NFL vet Darius J. Butler is here. We'll be joined by Shane Steichen, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts in about 28 minutes or so. That should be fun. Number one team in the AFC South. Whoa. Right. Two and one right now. Look around. There's only three teams that are undefeated. That'd be the Niners, right. the Dolphins, right. and the Eagles. Right. Everybody else two and one or worse. Colts are two and one or worse. So we're tied for fourth in the entire NFL right wow, now. Right. Head coach of that team, Shane Steichen, will join us. He's done a magnificent job rallying the boys without our best player, Jonathan Taylor, being a part of the action. You know, just choosing mm-hmm. not to be a part of the team. He's done great with Gardner Minshew. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers will join us in about an hour and six minutes or so for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. We'll be excited to see where he's at, yeah. where the body's at, and what are his thoughts on Joe Namath basically saying, Ooh. get Zach Wilson out of time. Uh-oh. Yeah. Get him the hell out of here. What are his thoughts on that? What are his thoughts on the NFL? Excited to see where these conversations go this season as he tries to bounce back from an Achilles injury that uh, seemingly – Ruined the entire Jets season. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. I had to talk about that on the first take this morning. Didn't find out about that until about a few minutes before. Like, mm-hmm. all right, Pat's takes on the Jets. Okay. Excited to give my takes on the Jets. Haven't been paying uh, close enough attention to the stats and everything going on, but I do know this. The Jets' entire plan this year was Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Aaron Rodgers was the plan. All in for him. We saw it on Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Here's the plan. Mm-hmm. Defense coordinator was saying, hey, you know what? We got Aaron Rodgers. We're good. Defensive players were like, I can't believe him. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, let's go. Offense players going, I'm going to tell my kids I'm playing Aaron Rodgers. Head coach goes, damn, that guy's beautiful. So good. We got Aaron Rodgers. And then four plays into the season, 
it's over. I think it's going to be tough for the Jets to bounce back from that, although I believe their team was good enough. Now with a little clearer vision, a couple weeks removed from the injury of the Achilles, feels like that team's going to be struggling to bounce back from all that hype around one thing. It disappearing. We'll talk to Aaron about that now in five minutes. What are his thoughts on that entire thing? And does that motivate him to get back as fast as possible? Ooh. Let's get back to these games that happened last night. Darius, what did you see from the Bengals that made you say, you know what, maybe the Bengals is back? Or what did you see from the Bengals that made you say, this isn't the same team as the past couple of years? Uh, that defense, number one. Luan Rama, what he did with that defense, dialing it up. Dax Hills, mix it up with pressure, with coverage. Luke Wilson in the middle came up with some picks. Um, Great, great. Two picks, by great, the way. Yeah. Yeah. And Good one. Slide to left. That was clean. Crisscross. <laughs> Crisscross. So love that from Everybody. the defensive side. On uh, on offense, though, um, you know, Burrow, gutty That's performance, first first and foremost, to get out there and play. And threw the ball four, damn near 50 times, 49 times. Sheesh. Only scored 19 points, so you definitely want to get more points. But the Rams kind of play a two, two high shell defense that kind of make you go the long, hard way. But Gritty didn't want to start off 0-3, played through the injury, which we I didn't think he would, but played through the injury and uh, gutted, gutted his team to, to a victory. Here's Joey Burrow talking after the game about the calf injury and whether or not he was going to play and the speculation around it all. He looks so cool while he's saying this. <laughs> yeah. So try not to get distracted by the video. We're here for the audio. Let's remember that. Yeah, that's all, all the stuff so that you cool. weigh when you're making that decision. Do you, you know, there is, there is risk to, to go out there and, uh, potentially re-injure it, but there's also a risk to go out there and be 0-3. So um, I, I wanted to be out there for, for my guys, and you know I was confident that I would be able to do what I needed to to, to get the win. Sports coverage this morning was saying, did they make a mistake by playing oh. Joey Burrow last oh, night? Now, if that, if that question's being asked before the game. Sure. Okay. After sense. the game, though, look at him. You think? <laughs> just look at him. Look how cool he looks. Yes, yeah, looks mm -hmm. okay. It looks like his face, calf, body, vibes, aura, all completely fine. Yeah. So I think that was definitely a storyline going into it. But after yep. watching him, I saw him moving. Remember, we saw him walking across that uh, street downtown yeah. mm. that he has to get to to get to practice right. every mm. single day. Yep. Of course. Respect Cincinnati Bengals, just mm -hmm. old school. Yep. High school. Our nose. High school. Yep. Yep. Maybe youth football league feel. Mm -hmm. But he looked, you know, he was fighting it. Now, we all know that vitamin T, Toradol can certainly do some Fine. stuff. Yeah. But I don't think he looked that terrible. And he said it's going to get better and better to somebody on the sideline, I believe, before the game. I tend to believe him. I, I think the big conversation about whether or not he should have played was never one for him because I think he knew exactly how he would end up. And I think he looked his absolute best. And he's saying he's only going to get better, Connor. Yeah, and him and Jamar, I feel like, is the biggest thing. Like, if he misses this game and then they're going into week four and Maybe they still don't have that connection. Having that chemistry is so massive. And, you know, T. Higgins had a few drops. So if you if you yeah. go back and look at it, like Burrow, he played really well. If T. Higgins catches two or three of those balls, he's probably ending up over 300 yards on the day with, a you know, one good calf on him. Yeah, and he uh, – well, see – I think his calf's getting better, though. It's getting better. Yeah, yeah, 100% one, one calf. Hey, these calves seem to linger, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yes, they do. A lot more calves these days than we've seen in some time. Mm -hmm. With Are the big players. We're learning a lot more about calves right now. I think normally it's hammies. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now it's kind of moved down to the calf. You know why? Why is that? It's this damn turf. Yeah, you're My right. God. You're right. <laughs> Those little Problem. pebbles. It's this damn turf. It is. That's what it is. It, it is. has to be. Uh, you know what? How loud the players got about grass. You're loud. Players got real loud. Very, yeah. loud. Very loud about grass. Still loud. Last but, week, kind of. How do you even hurt a calf? Well, what's that, pal? Like a cow? Like a baby cow? Oh, how, no, the, the leg muscle, the calf. 
How do you I, even hurt it? Well, yeah, I get, you do that stare. Remember, that's how you stretch them. You stand on the edge yeah, of the stair yep. uh -huh. and you like do your thing down. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always when you're walking upstairs okay. is how you potentially. I, I, okay. I, I, I've, I've done the quad. I've done the hamstring. My calf's been fine forever, so I don't understand. You it. lucky son of a You bitch. need to knock on some wood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I don't care if something happens to my calf. That oh, guy broke Tony. his foot running one route. He did. Down there in Centennial See, that Park. I understand. Yep. That's you, might, you might step up on this stage after taking a piss after this hour, Tony, and you might blow out your I don't need a calf right now. Calf pretty important part, though. I do. Believe and it looks like Joe's things, but the players going so hard about the grass and the grass, the grass, the grass, the grass. Now every injury that happens has everybody that's like, oh really? To the players, yeah. oh can't believe that happened on grass. grass. Oh can't believe that happened on grass. grass. Now it's become like a like yeah. a verbal joust, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. pretty oh, yeah. much. Florio is really, I think mm -hmm. he's at the for sure. at the tip of the spear for that <laughs> particular battle, but he's not the only one. I, I can't wait to hear what the, because we talked to Dr. Sills, and we're not saying turf had anything to do with any of these calves. We're making a joke of this. This is mm -hmm. obviously a mockery. Injuries happen. That's just mm -hmm. kind of how the human body works. That's how the sport of, of football works. That's yeah. how everything works uh, in a combat, physical, you know, sport like that. Oh, yeah. Dr. Sills, the NFL's CMO. Not marketing, no, no. No, no, no. The chief medical officer mm. came on our show in the middle of the big grass push, you know? And we're one of the only people that could talk to this guy. Yeah. It is, and we take that as a real responsibility. Mm -hmm. And we'd like to let everybody know, we fire mm -hmm. away at Dr. Sue. He's a doctor. Yes. Okay? So if my dumb ass in a tank top can get you, that's a, you shouldn't be a doctor. Right. He's a brain surgeon, pretty much. So we fire away. We feel obligated to do it. And he was telling us, like, what we're being told... Uh, from our stats, our research, and this robot that we have that scans every single food. Yeah. There's actually a turf that might be uh -huh. the healthiest, yeah. and it's almost like the big grass push. And then the NFL is like, well, ugh. We agree that grass is better than some of the turfs, but there's this one particular super turf that's actually... Super I'll be excited to see when that all comes to a head. Yeah. It's going to have to happen at some point, I think, within the next year or two. Yeah. Now, the price of it, I think, is uh, $15 million or $50 million or whatever it is to, yeah. to do it. It's either 15 or 50 Big difference. I get it. Yeah. The NFL has that money, they though. Do. Hopefully, they'll be able to fix it. But let's not pivot away from Monday Night Football. Eagles get a big-time win over the Bucks. Here was Nick Sirianni after the game with the crowd of Philadelphia Eagles' Johns that were down there in hot ass Tampa enjoying the an ass beating of the Buccaneers yeah, yeah. by the Philadelphia Eagles on primetime. High five in the team. In the stands. Listen to him. For those that don't know, Sirianni at one point was actually having flowers and manure fl uh, thrown yep. at him yeah. whenever he was first starting out as a Philadelphia Eagles coach. Now he's beloved by the entire city for good reason. The guy yep. got him to the Super Bowl last year. The guy also happens to have this mentality, I think, that all Philadelphia resonates with. Because whenever he started as a Philadelphia Eagles uh, coach, he put his foot in his mouth immediately. Yep. Had one of the worst press conferences in the history of press conferences introducing a head coach. And all he's done since then he's put his head down and gone to work and produced. Philadelphia appreciates a good comeback story. Oh, yeah. They appreciate the fact that he's kind of been knocked down. This guy's been made fun of. They're underdogs, and he goes in the team that they have. They're undefeated, obviously, this year. I think last night was obviously their best game of the season thus far. Jalen still's got to tighten up a little bit. Jalen Hurts still has to tighten yep. up a little mm -hmm. bit. Feels like he's forcing some things. You know, instead of just letting them fly, mm -hmm. which will come, I think, mm -hmm. over the season. What did you see from the Eagles last night that makes you believe, hey, we're back to the Eagles 
Eagles being the Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Man, it's been kind of their foundation. When we had Sirianni on the show, the first thing he said was when he took the job was the trenches on both sides, mm-hmm. the O-line and the D-line. And you look at Jalen Carter, uh, Cox, those guys are doing up front on defense. And obviously we know how great the offensive line is. And they're, they're smash mouth. I'm going to run the ball down your throat. And I think Jalen I think Jalen play, played pretty well. He made some big-time throws, extending plays. Uh, Delaney, the corner, made an unbelievable interception on one of his uh, two interceptions. And the second one was kind of a miscommunication on an option route with Swift. But outside of that, I think he played pretty well. Um, and I still don't think they playing, they're playing their best ball yet. You know, 3-0 and right now, still not playing their best ball. But in the trenches on both sides, absolute monsters. Coach Jeff Saturday said this morning on uh, first take, I mm-hmm. believe, he said that some stat along the lines, it was a Hembo stat, of like 460 yards, 460 yards rushing, like 316 or 320 of them are before contact yep. for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So that means we're talking big, <laughs> gaping holes. holes. We saw a lot of those last night with yep. Swift. He was able to get up in there and kind of yeah. keep it moving. And Troy Aikman, I think, at one point said, I could run through these holes that are happening. Now, is that more of an indictment on what the Bucks were doing last night or more of a compliment? to the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. Who cares? It was happening. I love whenever a team is just absolutely, you know, physically demoralizing a team. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Eagles have done. And that's what they started doing uh, again last night. And the Bucks are tough. Oh, yeah. In the trenches. When you look at this game on paper coming into it, you would think like, hey, that might you may have to struggle on both sides of the ball. Um, with how tough those guys are up front. But to beat up a physical team like that, that came in the game undefeated too. Um, you kind of sent a message for sure in the NFC. I feel like we watched when they flipped the switch last week against the Vikings because mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't, the offense didn't play well against the Patriots, and then the first couple drives they weren't playing well against the Vikings, and then they got booed by their home crowd, and they decided to run it. <laughs> I think thirteen times on that drive, like eleven straight mm-hmm. plays against the Vikings, and then the last two games, that's all they've done. They got back to what they were last year, where they just. They just ran the shit out of it and then play action with Hurts off of it. Yeah, and the TP, the tush-push, certainly yeah, something yeah. that's going to continue to be successful. I was watching that last night down on the goal line. Yeah, this was the one. It has to hurt so bad. They <laughs> they show Jason Kelsey getting up from the bottom of so this many. thing. And he's just like, like slowly. Yep. Here we go. Yep, 92 percenters is the name of the fans of New Heights. That's because that's the percentage of this particular play working for them. And he's right in the middle of it. I mean, this is basically the guard, center, guard play. Yep. Hey, you want to spotlight the middle of your offensive line? The tush push is it. And they are very successful at it. So I think whenever people call for it to be banned or something along those lines, Peter King, Dev. Devon A. Chan, Peter King with the breaking news there. I heard Jason Kelsey talk about that saying, well, I just saw some other team try it and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. I just saw some other team try it. It didn't work. I feel like there's a chance that Jason Kelsey and the boys feel like, oh, yeah, it looks easy, huh? This just looks easy to be able to be bent down (laughs) in a four-point stance, snap a ball cleanly to a guy, get your hand back down, and then have to move 330 pounders that are lined up right over top of you. So easy. Yeah, it's just a guarantee, huh? That's what everybody thinks. And then you actually watch it. Jalen Hurts getting pushed from behind. Mm -hmm. He's in the middle. And Goddard's getting pushed. And then Lane Johnson at one point, uh, he's, yeah, look, Goddard's like, Get the hell. I mean, that is just a mass sea of discomfort, yeah, I think, yeah. for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they sign up and do it more regularly and more successful than anybody in the history of the game. But none of those positions look like they're fun. I just want to let to, that no, be To Kelsey's point, too, that, this was the second time they, they did it to play before this, and they got they got stopped. So, like, it, Again? Yeah. Uh-huh, right. You actually saw Sirianni's head go. 
You know, <laughs> where <laughs> see if they can do it again. See if they can stop it again. And then Kelsey's like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Them pulling him off from the ground. Now let's talk about the other Kelsey. You know, because Kelsey Swift last night. Yeah. Man. Dominant. Oh, yeah. Quite a duo. Kelsey Swift on Sunday. Dominant. Very dominant. Uh-huh. In the demo. More so. Numbers just came out for what that Chiefs uh, blowout of the Chicago Bears did. It was the number one game on Sunday, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the demographic of females is up like 10% from last year. Yeah, source. Pretty much every demo was down for Fox's 425 NFL window because of all the blowouts, pretty much, uh, week by week, with the exception of female 12 to 17, <laughs> which was up 8.1%. And uh, that particular lady and her fan base coming into the NFL is a beautiful thing. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. The NFL has been trying to reach that demo <laughs> forever. Hey, how do we do it? Well, we'll do uh, Nickelodeon. Okay. Uh, we'll do Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do performances. Uh, we'll get Rihanna. Uh, 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 trying their best. How do we do it? They got a bunch of suits sitting around a big-ass table in New York going, got to get the younger women involved in this game somehow. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? That's the only demo that we're not really thriving in. We really need to get that in. How do? Okay. Travis Kelsey dates Taylor Swift. Deal. How are we going to make that happen? We just got to start. We'll figure it out. We got to start working that. You start thinking that the NFL has hands and eyes behind it because if you look at what Travis Kelsey's merch did, they got a report on this. Mm. 300,000 plus <laughs> social media followers, 400% increase in merch sales, which I bet Taylor's saying, you're welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Trav, you're welcome as they're riding out on that coupe. Uh, obviously, top five selling jersey in the NFL all of a sudden, and the Taylor Swifties are all Kansas City Chiefs fans. That Hunt family that owns the Chiefs, oh. that is not from Hunt's Ketchup. Nope. Right. Uh, they're from some other oh. mm-hmm. Hunt. Uh, Enterprise. Something. Didn't yeah. Know that. They have to be just looking like, oh. Yeah, they come from oil money. So literally, oh, there you go. somebody Damn. had land that had oil underneath it, and then now they got a guy on their team who's dating a bazillionaire who happens to be the most famous pop star yep. in the world. Mm-hmm. What a time! High far. Good for the Here Chiefs. Be. Yeah. Good for the Chiefs. Nice Good for the for NFL. Uh, and I like to think that it feels like everything uh, Taylor kind of gets, she does well. Yeah. For sure. So Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. Well, That's kind of how this is you know, Not if they keep fighting. Because we, we saw some Swifties that weren't too happy about that yeah, either. I kind of agree. That has become something here now that all these Swifties are getting what? introduced to football. I think they're learning a lot about the football world as a whole. And, yeah, this one was making its rounds last night. We do not know how powerful of a person in the Swiftie uh, world this particular account is, but a video <laughs> from July of Travis Kelsey aggressively punching his teammates during practice. This guy clearly likes to use his fist when he gets Uh-oh. angry. Impatient agitate. Oh, he, Foxy. Oh, Foxy. Geez. Foxy. Again? That's two days in a row, Foxy. That's on me. That's two days in a row, Foxy. Can't have it. Can't have it. <laughs> I think that one's worse than us saying it. Yeah. From what I've Probably been told. Probably is. Oh, from no. what I've been told. Anyways. She was not happy no, she no, was. She, <laughs> that he got into a fight at a football practice, which is nowhere near the same environment as the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship. Yeah. No, 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 no. And that's understand real. this. Travis Kelsey's going to be a guy that's going to stick up for Taylor if something goes wrong. Bingo. Don't automatically think it's going to be the other way. He's a gentleman. He didn't like what was going on with Cuz, and he had to let him know about sure. it. It's a combat sport. It's the way it goes. And know that he'll use that particular power. To protect Taylor. Bingo. Yes. Not like all these little musicians and nope. actors. and uh, These dudes are running the opposite direction quicker than Taylor, faster than they. Not Travis. No. Nope. Travis is staring down whatever troubles are coming their way mm-hmm. with that mustache and those two fists that have laid hands on helmets, pads, and whatever asshole is coming to get them. That's how I just wish you would view it that way, Swifties, because that's, that's what the type of guy Travis is, and that's the type of guy 
football people are. Welcome to the football world. You're protected now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's the maybe the most famous person in the world right now. A lot of crazies are going to be coming yeah. with that, you know. So why not have a big strapping guy who, hey, if he needs to throw some hands, he'll do it to protect his woman. Oh, yeah. Yes, we, we mentioned it yesterday. They are in love. This is a thing. This is not some fad. Okay, this is very real. It is happening. And can you imagine Kelsey? I also saw he was the most googled person on Sunday. Like we're not talking about just like. Some nobody who is like the 53rd man on the roster who oh, no. all of a sudden is sprung into the limelight. Like, yeah. this guy's arguably the greatest tight end of all time, and now he's just getting another massive boom. Like, imagine people, Swifties, like, seeing it. Like, she's not dating some bum. Like, this yeah, guy is like, so, like, very good to at that what he point, does. Not the, the, today's show, the Today Show, oh, geez, the today show <laughs> uh, had another piece about it this morning, and my wife watches, so I get the updates through her. They had uh, recorded a FaceTime between this girl who's a Swifty. She's a, I don't know, a teenager, I believe, is how my wife was telling me a story, with her, like, Marine dad or military dad. It was recorded FaceTime, and she was telling her dad about how Taylor's going to make this guy famous, and her dad was just like, you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. This guy's the greatest tight end of all time. Good. This guy's the greatest tight end of all time. Just know, we he understands, though, that when they're walking in public, it ain't, oh, there's Travis Kelsey. No, no, no. No, no, yeah. no. Who's that guy? That, yeah. is, that is, well, Taylor's with a guy with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Is that a security? Yeah. Is that a, is that a is, dad? Is, who is that? <laughs> yeah, he understands that. Uh, we very much know that. But know that he is, uh, yeah, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's why we think it's going to work. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think it's going to work. Exactly. The fighting so. is good, too. I mean, he's got an open line of communication. When something's wrong, he's not going <laughs> to, you know, shun Taylor and make her write a song about it. He's going to tell her, Face to face, like, hey, sweetheart, look, we can't just be doing, you know, stuff that I don't love too. Like, we we got to communicate here, work both ways. I, I think they're them in the drop top after too. The coop is awesome. So cool. I mean, the he's got some boom. He, he's got some. Yeah. He's got some ponies yeah, on the hood. Yeah. Ponies that thing there. is custom. That, and obviously, it's Travis Kelsey, so you're going to expect yeah. that. But them leaving the stadium, okay, after she just. Turned the planet upside down. Mm -hmm. He just went for seven catches in a tud. They just blow out the Bears. And them leaving in this coop, right, dropped off with <laughs> coming out of the back. Yeah. Just a movie. Yeah. It's an absolute sure. movie, which tells me Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it just feels like this is all kind of lining up for the Chiefs to continue their dynasty and this to be a big – what, you're not a believer? Oh, it's just – Whoa! Look, look, come this on. is the Super Bowl era, bro. I, I, I saw a lot of that, which I'm not 100% sure what that means. But. I am a Taylor Swift guy. I'm just saying if we're going strictly off of what has happened in the past, typically these things don't end the oh, you know the way we all Relationships want as a whole? Point, yes. a point, yeah, but what are you going to do? Are you going to never take a shot because you're scared that everybody else wasn't able to do it? Or are you going to let your heart talk for you? Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah, is that what you're going to do? Well I think said. that's these two young lovebirds are currently up to. She let, him, yeah. she let him drive. Yeah, and both of them had to slay a couple dragons to get to the princess here. Sure, too. sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. congrats to all of them. Did congrats he open the door for her? Yeah! And also, did you see those people running? Like Kim Jong-un running around, leaving? Yep. Mm -hmm. While they run next to his car? Oh, yeah. That was kind of what they were doing with that coupe, too. Yep. And, hey, there's a billion. What's uh, Trav got? A hundred million? I think. Yeah, yeah probably. Said. Which, by the way, another thing. Like, Travis is a very successful human being. Yes. Very successful human being. Number one sports podcast on earth, host of it. And there, these girls have no idea who he is. No. But she's worth a billion something, we assume. Oh, yeah. Definitely. More, yeah. maybe two. Easily. Yeah. So there's $2.1 billion in that car, in that coupe. Of course, there's going to be humans running on the side of it. I will say this the way we view this as Swifties, welcome to football. Uh -huh. And this is good for football. Great. Because once these. 
whoever didn't know about football, watching football now, invested in football. First of all, they're invested in the Chiefs. Great team. Okay? Yeah. Great team to be invested in. Our our guy, yeah. the league's guy, is on that team at quarterback as well. So perfect for who they're getting introduced to. There's a lot of people that are not happy about you know what I mean? There's what? a lot of people not happy about the Swift conversation taking over a lot of football conversations. Why? I don't know. I, I think people just get pretty upset about stuff that, you know, is anything different than what they're used they to. They want football. They want football. Wait, do I care about somebody who fell 22 who wears a get Like, there's people that act that way. Yeah. And I think Ooh. there has been some internet jousting potentially oh, yeah. between, like, you know, Swifties learning what football is from, like, the very – 101 version of football, yeah. four downs, 10 yards, yep. repeat if happens, if not, other team gets it, touchdowns worth six points. That's where some Swifties are. And boy, some football people have not been as welcoming. No. Just would Come like to on. let you guys know, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. She, the game's worth it. She's got skill. I saw her on TikTok. She caught a uh, fade over Jackson Mahomes. It was sweet. Who did? Really? Swifty. No. You feels like that was a lie, right? Tony. I thought I saw it, though. No. Nah, feels like yeah. that was a complete lie that you just made up in your head. Uh, but Taylor Swift uh, loving football, which I think is going to happen. Yes. Good for the game. Yes. Absolutely. Great for the game. Good for the game. Don't need people getting mad about that. No. It's growing more. Yes. Yeah. Huge for the game. Even what Belichick was talking about it. Belichick can talk about it. I mean, he made a great joke. He's the yeah. biggest football Golly football guy of all time, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. and also future relationships for you, yeah, okay, for all of you that are maybe like, uh, good because all these Swifties are about to have a full education on why football is awesome and enjoy football, football fans. So, future relationships, you know, some people, my wife enjoys football, some of my friends' wives do not enjoy, always an interesting little sure. why are we watching, what are we doing, yep. who has the remote, that whole thing. Swifties making everybody sit. <laughs> This is the best sport of all time. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It is. I am so happy that this is happening. Yes. Because like Sokka, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. has had a pretty much a stranglehold on the entire world for a long time because it's been around a very long time mm -hmm. in a lot of communities and countries. That's the only sport that you play. But the more people that get introduced to football and fall in love with football, the better. And if Taylor Swift is going to help grow the game because she's in love with a gentleman, greatest of all time. We need more of that. Yeah, we uh, do. Chivalry's back. Baby. Heard Kim's dating OBJ. You heard anything about this? I did not. Those I are heard the rumors, about that. yeah. That's the rumors. That. Yep. But that might have just been the Apple Music announcement uh, for Ursha, baby. Yeah. Is that why he got injured? Who's that? OBJ. That's true. The rumors did come out like three days before yeah. he rolled That would make sense. Timeline would make sense. Because he was so in love? No, he no, wasn't focused just, on what his ankle was doing. Seems like the men in, that go into that family just don't come out on the other side very well. Yeah, they're never thinking about sports. Scott Dizick, yeah, right. Yeah. He we got a whole. He's good. Yeah, but his sport is you know drinking. Yeah, and he he didn't do too well with that. I don't think that's documented. Okay, that's so, not breaking. That's, that's not breaking. OBJ will be the football guy. Yeah, he's once again football, football guy. guys getting introduced to these things. Everything will be different. Yeah. Let's talk about football. Joe Namath, uh, one on the Michael K show, which is a sports show in New York. You remember New York sports shows, King. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. are absolute king. Still, Mike. Huh? Still? I don't know. I'm from Pittsburgh. I didn't hurt any of these people, but they run the they run sports radio for a long time. A lot of humans around, I guess, in mm -hmm. the area. So market. they want it. Yeah, big market. 
biggest brains too. You know, they all have the biggest wow. brains. Mm -hmm. Michael K. Anyways, legend. Been around a long time. Mm -hmm. Show's been around a long time. Had Joe Namath on. Joe Namath started chit-chatting about what he would do to the New York Jets at this point of the season. And I, I got to meet Joe down in Alabama. Oh, yeah. 80 years old. Still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sharp, sharp as a tack. Still Smart. got it. Here's Joe with Michael K. Show. How can a coach say the locker room's together? How many teams have we been on? Are you telling me there aren't some cats on the defensive side saying, whoa, man, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, there's not all harmony in the locker room. And if there is, they need to get rid of the people. You got to get people in there that are competitors and want to fight If there to is win. harmony. These guys don't yeah, have to yeah, be in love with out. each other. And if, they, if they're saying they're in love with each other, they're BSing you. And you got to get rid of them, top to bottom. What would you if you if somebody handed you Zach Wilson and said, "Okay, Joe, that's make Michael him K. better." What would Correct. you do? That's Kurt Schilling. <laughs> Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right, I've seen enough. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, <laughs> but I don't believe what's going on up there. So I appreciate everything that Joe Namath said. Joe said there, if there's harmony in the locker room right now and everybody's just okay with what's going on, need a new locker room. Exactly. Okay, Because some people in there need to be a little bit upset about how this whole thing's going, even without Aaron Rodgers. And then he starts talking about Zach Wilson, about how he doesn't believe anything for him. He said, take him to the Chiefs. Let him go watch a quarterback, which I think was what was supposed to happen with Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah. And it obviously gets cut short because he has to go and get his Achilles done in California after four plays, I, I mean, I just can't. I mean, yeah, yeah. Four it's plays brutal. into the season, everything they build up in the story and what it was supposed to be kind of just disappears quickly. But with what he said about Zach Wilson, how do you feel about that, Darius? I believe you've been watching his film yeah. for the last few years. Yeah. You've had a pretty similar take on him. Is he fixable? And how do you feel about the Jets and what they got going on? I mean, it's tough. You know, coaches can do everything to put you in position but um you got to have between the ears and that's every position especially quarterback like you can't second guess yourself you got to anticipate things and talent everybody has talent kid got drafted number two overall of course he's talented but like joe said he didn't he doesn't believe on and what's going on upstairs and joe you know joe's seen enough you know look yeah. he, he's been around ball a long time you, you talk to him on game day even with college ball he was he was mm -hmm. sharp he was on point so he's not bored he's not bsing with what he's seeing and i feel like I agree with him as far as as far as the locker room. Like I, you know, you're going into week four, week three. Obviously, we know what happened with A Rod and the expectations coming into the year. And you know that first, you know that first game. Hey, we're gonna rally with you. You win it. Second game, third. It's like, all right, this guy's not getting any better. You when you have a quarterback, and I was fortunate throughout my career to have some good quarterbacks. So most of the times we ran out of that tunnel. We felt like we had a good chance to win that game. When you don't have that, that just takes the wins out of everybody's cell, man. So it's tough, especially with a talented defense like that. Garrett Wilson now, you hear him kind of expressing himself like, look, I'm in the prime of my career. Essentially, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great receiver, and I'm not being able to showcase that. So it's tough. And Joe, I think Joe's right on point with what he's saying. I think a lot of people agree with Joe. That's why the quotes are getting blown mm -hmm. everywhere, because people are like, right? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Joining us now is a guy who doesn't have to deal with that type of issue, although he did lose his starting quarterback. There was a backup that he knew well, that he dropped into Baltimore, and all of a sudden, this man's team, in his first year as a head coach, are tied for fourth in the entire NFL at 2-1. <laughs> and one. Number one in the AFC South. Ladies and gentlemen, football genius and stallion head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Shane Steichen. Yeah.
How we doing? How we doing, guys? Hey, two and one. Top of the AFC yeah. South. Let's go, Shane. Let's go. Got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we still got a lot of work to do, but it's it's a good start. I like good that, start. I like that that was your answer, but I want to let you know, I hope you look in the mirror every once in a while and go, all right, we lost the number four overall pick uh, in the first two games of the season. Uh, he had three touchdowns, two games. Feels like we're on the right track there. Our running back, who's our best player, just doesn't want to play. Uh, we've got Gardner Minshew who's been kind of knocked around the entire NFL. and we're You should take it in, Shane. You've done a good job. Hell done yeah. a good job, Shane. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. I got something for you, though. What's that? It's it's living in here. Wow. Yes. Oh, let's go, Shay. For the brand. Yeah, hell yeah. It's living in here. You sling, it's living in here. You sling it at all? You throw it around at all? It's a good ball. A little bit. It's a little in the think tank. We've just been here. We pitch it around a little bit when we're game planning. All right. Well, I appreciate the fact that we're in there a little bit. And don't ever bury that ball. Bury another ball if yep. it goes bad, but don't bury that <laughs> ball. Uh, let's chat. I like that this thing's moving. Conti's phone's yeah. on uh, 1,000. We appreciate Matt Conti setting this up. Shane, as soon as you become the head coach here, one of the first signings is Gardner Minshew, right? Obviously, for us as a fan, we go, oh, this makes sense because he was at Philadelphia. Wish Shane knows his offense. will be a good mentor. Then whenever I talked to everybody around the building, Gardner was like, hey, I'm ready to play, want to play, ready to be the guy. With what happens to Anthony Richardson, obviously we don't love. But what did you know about Gardner Minshew whenever you, I assume, told Chris Bauer, do you want to sign him? Uh, then, and what do you know about him now as a guy that got you a massive W in Baltimore and might be playing? a lot more football this year than we could have imagined yeah no uh Gardner's a hell of a football player the one thing about Gardner uh he loves ball and I think when you love ball that position uh and you take your job seriously and you work and you grind and you're a student of the game um you know you become successful so whenever he has to play he goes in and he operates at a high level uh did it in Houston and then obviously had the huge win this past weekend in Baltimore uh just very thankful to have him on this football team what it, now, the boys told me at uh, training camp that he was excited to play, ready to play, would be a starter still in his eyes going in there. How have you had to balance that with Anthony Richardson? Their relationship, I assume, is great. And what are your thoughts on AR's first couple games, even though we missed the third one already? Yeah, I know AR's done a heck of a job. You know, he came in, hit the ground running uh, when we drafted him, uh, just learning the offense, learning the system. And then obviously through training camp and then the first couple games he played, um, he made some big-time plays for us. And then Gardner's been just a great resource for him, you know, uh, on a daily basis in the meeting rooms. You know, the days off, they're in here watching tape together, uh, learning, right, grinding, growing together. Uh, but it, it's been awesome to have both those guys. I'm very thankful. Baltimore win is huge, bro. You know, because you know this. I assume Jim told you about this. But Baltimore, a little special place because what happened back in 1980-whatever mm -hmm. when the team moves over there. And I was told whenever my first couple years going out to Baltimore, like, there will still be Ravens fans that will tell you that you're a sellout and a coward because the Colts left back in the 80s before any of you were alive. What did you learn about your team in Baltimore? What did you learn about your team over there? resilience, toughness. I mean, those guys just didn't give up. You know what I mean? It was a back-and-forth game. It was a great, you know, great battle by both teams. And but just the guys kept believing, right? Shoot, almost five quarters of football. You, know, you got three possessions in overtime, which is really rare. Um, and then to get that game-winning field goal by Matt Gay was huge. Matt Gay, you guys paid him this past offseason. I was excited to see a little bit of a money investment in special teams. Now he's the first kicker ever to have four 50-yarders in one game, one of them being an overtime winner. Why is he so good, you think? I think he's just got ice water in his veins. Like, he just – he's smooth. It's like golfing, right? He just goes out and he just doesn't think and he just kicks. Um, and uh, he was awesome. I mean, great signing by Chris Ballard to get him in this building. Uh, obviously, had a huge impact on the game on Sunday. Yeah. He looks cool, too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He looks cool. 
And I think a lot of people would say with with his last name, his mental toughness, I assume, throughout <laughs> his entire life. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he never rat The guy never seems to be rattled ever. Watching him, I'm so damn impressed. Please let him know that we're all massive fans. D-Bud has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, I want to know uh, what's going yeah. on behind the curtain with that defense. Uh, they've just been playing lights out. I feel like even from week one, you know, the tough loss, you know, ETN got the late run late. But outside of that, they've been playing great. Start with Zaire Franklin, Juju Brents getting their hometown kid, makes a big play. What's going on behind the scenes uh, with that defense? No, they're playing lights out. Um, they're playing together as a football team, and that's what you want as a defense, play together, right? All 11 is one. I mean, starting up front with Buck and Grove and Samson and Dio what? and Quiddy. What? I mean, they're getting after the quarterback and then EJ and Zaire and Shaq in the middle, making all those tackles, making all those plays. And then on the back end, those guys are coming up big for us as well. Um, but I think those guys are just playing tough, playing physical. They're playing together. Um, and credit to our coaches, Gus Bradley leading that defense and the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, getting them ready to go every Sunday. How much are you talking to the defense throughout the week? You know, head coach now, not just offensive coordinator. Has it been a tough balance to figure out when you chirp, when you motivate, when you talk, or how have you handled that? It, it's been a great balance uh, for me personally. You know, having a guy like Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator who's been a head coach, um, you know, we have conversations throughout the week. Um, but everything he's doing from a preparation standpoint um, is in line with what I believe in. And uh, he's doing a heck of a job. Hey, we can do it, can't we? Oh yeah, uh -huh. we can do it, Coach. You know what I mean? I know you you obviously believe that, okay? <laughs> you have, you have to. But like, the more and more we watch as fans, I think the more and more we go from like, okay, this can be a good start to our season. Mm -hmm. If we see a couple highlights, that'll be good. Already saw him. Uh, yeah, already saw. You need to tell his ass. By the way, we're doing that spin move. Oh yeah. That 360 spike, That's his. Th that needs to be AR's thing. You know That's a I mean? staple. That's a staple. That's yeah. got to be a staple. Well, then he did this. Talk to him about it. Yeah. 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 We got it. We yeah. found that, was, right. that was the Tootsie Roll. That was the Tootsie Roll, the throwback. I respect the throwback, but sure. we got a thing. You know, He had, like, the best spike in the history of football, and then he just moves on to another celebration. It's like, Mark bud, we had yeah, it. That's the one. Bud, you're the only one that can do this, and you're 6'4", 250, which leads to a great question from Tone. Yeah, Coach, when AR comes back, how do you juggle his health and then his running ability? Because there's a lot of quarterbacks in this league with great running ability who we feel like we offense coordinators aren't running them enough because they're worried about them getting hurt. Now that he has gotten banged up a little bit, how do you juggle that when he comes back? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I get asked that a lot, obviously, with the dual-threat quarterbacks. And I, I think, obviously, that's one of his talents, right, is running the football. So being smart with him, you know, him being smart in the situations, you know, when to get down, when to get out of bounds, when to know when he's got to go get it. Um, and those are conversations that we have throughout the week, uh, you know, on a daily basis, uh, when to be smart and when to not be smart. I assume that... I don't know. I, I don't know enough about concussions. Or I don't know if anybody does. And I'm excited to hear what we know about concussions five years from now versus what we know now. Mm -hmm. You know, just as a broader conversation. We all assume AR is back this week, though. Is that how you're operating? He's progressing well. And I'll leave that up to the doctors. <laughs> but he's progressing well. Hey, rookie head coach, that was a good answer. Smart. <laughs> well that, was, uh, that was a really, really solid answer. Speaking of being a head coach, Connor has a question for you. Yeah, coach, obviously you're one of the brightest young minds in the NFL, especially when it comes to offense. But I was looking at some of your coaching history, and I believe you were a defensive assistant at one point in your career. Why do you think it's important for 
offensive-minded coaches to kind of start on defense. We talked about this last week, and it seems like it's much more common for guys like Josh McDaniels, for instance. He started on you know the defensive side with New England, and then he progressed to the offensive side. Why do you think that's important for dudes to learn, whether it be offense and then switching to defense or even defensive-minded coaches who start on the offense? I think you get the defensive perspective, you know, especially, you know, from a front standpoint, a structure standpoint, a coverage standpoint, how they match routes up, how they want to attack certain routes from a coverage standpoint. So when you get a chance to flip back on the other side of the ball, you kind of know how defenses are matching things up. uh, So you can do your best as a coach to put your guys in position to make plays. Um, And it was an invaluable experience for me. You know, when I got that call shoot back in 2011 uh, from North Turner, he said, hey, I got a job for you, but it's on defense. And I said, I'll be there tomorrow. So I got my Camry. I was in Louisville. I drove across the country. Shoot, I was a defensive, basically defensive secretary uh, for two years um, in that role, just, you know, doing playbooks, doing drawings, breakdowns, all those different things. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. You've been coaching the NFL, what, 12 years now? Yeah, they're going into year 13 now, yeah. Well, congratulations on successful uh, career coaching in the NFL. And I assume whenever you're talking to AR, and is that all business, just the plays? Or when you're talking to Gardner, are you giving tips and thoughts like, hey, let's remember this type of stuff? How do you weave that in whenever you're on the headset? Yeah, it, de- it depends on the concept, uh, what we're doing. You know, if it's something simple, there's just, you know, play call. But, you know, if there's something, just a little reminder, you know, I'll, I'll give that to him. How do you feel about your relationship with AR? Awesome. I love everything about him. Uh, the person he is, the way he works, uh, the teammate he is to his guys. Um, love it. Love it. How about you and Chris Ballard? You and Chris Ballard pretty tight? Love it. Yeah? Love, you have to say that, I guess. But you could, you could <laughs> no, say I don't it. have to. I love it. Love it. <laughs> okay, that's good, right? We got he's, a, he's a competitor. He's a competitor, and I love that about him. Yeah, I saw him in a suit on the sideline with a flat bill hat last week clapping for some sort of call that took place. I love that. But when the GM, the coach, and the quarterback are all aligned, feels like that's whenever really special things can happen. And I think we got it. That man, Jim Irsay, has got to be pumped about it. What has his message been to you, aside from, obviously, him mourning through Takate yep. and Lolita passing away? <laughs> yep. What have you and Jim's conversations been like uh, as your stint as the head coach here? He, he's been absolutely tremendous. Uh, just the support that he's given me since I've been here, um, our conversations that we have uh, on the phone uh, have been awesome. And, you know, he wants to win as bad as anyone Um, And this league is obviously a production, you know, business league. And uh, we're going to do everything we can in our power uh, to win uh, for him and the rest of these fans. Did you tell him that you were saddened by Takate's passing or no? I haven't talked to him about that yet. I need to, I need to, I need to call him. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Be too late. What are we doing? Not good. We'd like you to be around. You know what I mean? We like (laughs) you here. Let's make sure we. No doubt. Yeah. No question. I got to get that done. That's That's Connor's fault. I don't know if this is good, Shane. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> Shane, well, we yeah. had a text message. We've had a text message. You said, we like, hey, sorry that, about yeah. that whale dying? Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah. Jeez. I know he put a lot of into that thing. Sad deal. It is sad. Yes. There we go. All right, we'll clip yeah, that. Thank yeah. you. I'll text that to yeah. him. Yeah, you're busy on ball. You don't have time to talk about a yeah. whale. Last question here from Ty. Coach, last year there was a lot of uh, criticism and just kind of doubt around the O-line with them being one of the highest paid units in the NFL. But through three games this year, especially with not having JT, Zach Moss has looked unbelievable. And then obviously AR had had quite a bit of success on the ground too. How much emphasis did you place on kind of getting the the O-line back to getting right? And what have uh, your thoughts been on them so far this season? 
Uh, they've been awesome. Obviously, the last two games, you know, going over over 100 on the ground, you know, and not giving up a sack in week two. Uh, just they're playing together. They're playing physical, you know, and credit to uh, Tony, our line coach, you know, working with those guys and Chris Watt, our assistant line coach, you know, getting these guys ready and prepared every single week uh, to go and execute. Hey, we appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the way, and thank you for taking time on this glorious Tuesday. We'll be there on Sunday. Yeah. Right, let's have a big one. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, throw that ball around. Let's think of some good plays. Let's be entertaining, and let's go win a game. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Shane Steichen. Right. Yeah, Coach. Needs a call. Yeah, he does. What is that about? I'm going to stop the call. Say, get off this call yeah. and call Jim Yeah. and say, hey, Takate was robbed yeah. of a great life that you were going to give her. I'm almost a little bit worried about what's going on now under the hood of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, what happened to the circle? It feels like the, the circle isn't so much no, the circle there. anymore. It feels yeah. like a sphere almost because oh, not bro. every chain is linked together. Yeah, he's thinking about the circle. That's all Shane mm. thinks about. He doesn't think about the terrible circle that Lolita was living in down there in Miami. True. Oh. He's not thinking about that circle. He's thinking about the circle that's right outside the circle locker room. Circle of death. That it, what's that? Lolita was living in the circle of death. The circle of life happened. He could have at least sent flowers. Yeah. Or maybe you know, like he a sent a text, and I think it had the reaction in the text of like firework or like flowers. Yeah, oh, the heart one. Yeah, you could send. Hope it, like, hope it like, wasn't oh. balloons. Well, it wasn't a happy <laughs> balloon. It was a sad balloon. Obviously, he said it was a bad deal. You heard it. Yeah, he did. He said it was a bad deal. We forgot to tell him though. He, uh, you should have told him. They got ninety nine coming to town on Sunday. Make sure they block him. With Aaron, like Aaron two, Donald, two you're talking people. about. Yeah. I don't like that the Rams lose last night and then we got them again. But I do like the fact they're going Cincinnati back to L.A., back to Indianapolis, back to L.A. on a short week True. after a Monday night football. They should have done a team building trip and stayed here. Yeah, you think that was going to happen for any team that ever lived in L.A.? Yeah, yeah let's go to Indy for a week. I don't think so. Beautiful. You know, it was easy for uh, old buddy the Giants to be like, let's stay in Phoenix. Yeah. 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 Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I think we'll stay. I think we'll stay in Phoenix. No offense to Cincinnati, but I don't know if there's any surrounding areas that have enough nice hotel rooms for them to potentially stay for the entire week. But I'm excited for that guy. Feels like he's got it figured out. They're two and one. Wouldn't take a victory lap. Kind of forced him into it. This is an incredible feat that he has done, and it's all without Jonathan Taylor D. But which I'm happy we didn't bring up because that puts him in an awkward spot. Yep. Did mention it, but this Colts team has a chance. I honestly believe that. I, I don't know about winning a Super Bowl. Sure. No. Okay, I don't think they can win Super Bowl this year. But I do believe there's a chance they make the playoffs, especially with how the AFC South is looking, where C.J. Stroud might be the guy down in Houston, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are seemingly not the team we thought they were. Doug Peterson has come out and said, like, anybody talking about me calling plays in the second half last week because we looked so much better than we had looked uh, since I've given up play calling duties, not real. Uh, I am not calling the plays. Why not? You need to call them, Doug. Why is he not? Why is Doug Peterson not calling plays? I I mean, I'm I'm – I don't know why. I don't know why you would pass that duty off, especially having the success you had last year with with Trevor, but – um. Yeah, the AFC South is wide open. You know, you obviously got Braves and, and Tannehill. I feel like they, they've been around the longest. But, you know, the Jaguars, most people picked them to win it. We got a new start with AR. Houston got a new start with C.J. Stroud. Looks like they hit on their pick, too. So it's kind of wide open with some young guns. I definitely think we can go on a run here. But uh, as a first-year head coach, you just want your team to be competitive 
and go out there and win the games that they should. You see the same thing going on in Arizona, and uh, that's what's going on on both sides of the football with the Indianapolis Colts right now. Well, and I'll pitch Trevor Lawrence. Like This is his third season, and now this is his third play caller. Like, mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you give him some sort of consistency? Doug, Doug what's Doug doing? We like Doug. Yeah, love Doug. Like, People, I think Doug's a good coach. Yeah. Thought, he, yeah. thought they were going to be the one seed in the AFC Did, this year. Super Bowl yeah. potential conversations for the Jags. I think they had like the sixth or fifth highest yes, best yeah. odds to win the Super Bowl. And then now here we are after week three going – why are they choosing to do what they're doing? I assume Doug, smart football guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we believe that Doug Peterson's smart football guy. Won a Super Bowl. We appreciate Doug Peterson's brain, mm-hmm. which is why we're asking: Why is this guy not calling <laughs> plays? It, 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 like, why would you even think about not doing that with how much success you had last year with a team that has not had a lot of success in a very long time? It makes no sense. Did he? Did he ever not call the plays in Philly? Like, did Frank Reich call the plays at all in Philly? Red zone, I think, right? Wasn't it a red zone thing? Yeah. Was Frank Reich's thing, I believe? I, I just don't get it. So I was just talking it through my head with myself. But if you say. remember, whenever Philly Philly was called, that's right that to Doug, Doug Peterson. Right. Doug, that's yeah. right. That's Doug Peterson. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's run, run, run. Yeah. Like, he's the one that gets super excited at the Nick Foles yeah. suggestion of running Philly Philly. So he's clearly the one calling plays there. I wonder how cons mm. feel that hired him at Jacksonville yeah. that he's not calling plays. Oh, and it, you know, I guess we should have asked Shane, like. He's probably been asked. Somebody, he's had to give some type of answer. Like, you know, why is Press Taylor calling plays, Doug? And then he had to explain it, and I guess we'll find out later. But it, it literally makes no sense because you, I would think at least you would want to continue to build that continuity and that relationship and that confidence between the play caller and your quarterback. And that's the bonus you get when you hire an offensive guy as a head coach is you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know, your OC getting plucked. Yeah. You know, like Ben Johnson, he was the hottest name out of Detroit last year, but he came back. But at some point, he's going to leave and be a head coach, but you don't have to worry about that if you're calling the play. So it is very confusing well, right now. And with that thought, like, does Dable and Kafka, do they switch off? or Because Kafka is another guy who everyone is saying is one of the next offensive head coaches. But does he, he called it. call plays? So I think I do believe, and we'll ask somebody who has more information on this whenever it happens, when the person comes on that has more information about this. But I believe the person that's calling plays is also – the one that's installing the plays mm-hmm. and going through the plays and setting up the walkthroughs for the plays and every I think it's a lot more work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. And whenever you're a head coach and you already have a thousand things coming across your desk, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's just one of those things where it's easy to be like, you know what, I'll still be here. I'll be able to help, but I don't want to have to manage the day to day because I'm not able to. But with that being said, it's like I think the reason why you're a head coach is because the way you call plays. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I, if I'm a Jags fan, I'm confused, but it's still very early in the season. The Jags might go on to be dominant. Do I mean, you, we have no idea. To your point on that, there's a lot on the offensive coordinator's ta- uh, plate because the Steelers' offensive coordinator wasn't even working with uh, the quarterback, and they just decided to say, hey, you could work with the quarterback this week. How so come that, How come that happened, do you think? I have no idea. But they played, great, they played good. Yeah. That yeah. was the best the Steelers had done. Yeah. They put Matt Canada in a more prominent role on the offensive side of the Pittsburgh Steelers just you know what that means. hours after he was getting crucified by every human no in excuses. Pittsburgh. That's What's what that mean? mean? I don't know what that means. Like The offensive coordinator, how do you become more, more because he uh, Because he's now the co- quarterback coach as well. Yeah, yeah, he's in the room with them now. He became yeah. the quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. So they fired him? Uh, I think quarterback coach is now assistant quarterback yeah. coach to Matt Canada. So Matt Canada, offense coordinator, not quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. Now Matt Canada, if I read the press release yeah. right, Matt Canada is now offense coordinator and quarterback coach. 
Which is where he was before he got the Peter Principal promotion to <laughs> offense coordinator. And Peter Principal was obviously, for people that don't know this, is you're incredible at this particular job. So then they promote you to a different job right. that some people stink at. You know, it's like uh, uh, The Office. Michael Scott. Yeah, Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Great salesman. Is the perfect Peter Principal depiction. Yes. Mm. Incredible salesman because you've seen him work. That's the right. way his brain goes. Exactly. But then he put him into a managerial role. Uh-uh. That ain't going to be how it's going to go. Matt Canada was quarterback coach, moves into offense coordinator. Everybody goes, this guy stinks as an offense coordinator. Mike Tomlin goes, you know why? Because <laughs> he's not, not used to not being the sure. quarterback coach. Oh. So he puts it back in there. Uh, yeah, very interesting. This is what the entire world calling for his fire. Uh, Tomlin goes, funny you say that. We're going the other way. Yep. We're actually going to give him another job again. And maybe it is a no excuses situation where it's like Matt Canada can't blame the quarterback yeah. coach for saying something or something like that. So maybe Tomlin's actually working the opposite direction with the promotion taking place. I hear the fire Canada chants ringing through Akashore Stadium all fourth quarter. But now we're going to give him an opportunity to basically have his hands on everything. And if it still continues to stink, we will hear you. We will make a change. Maybe that's what it is, but that's a weird way of going about doing it. Coach C probably made them sit next to each other on that 36-hour flight home, too. Our sources are telling us they could have got off that plane. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they? One person made a decision for them not to get off that plane. Team oh. bonding. Team bonding. Yeah, nice. Love that. That's cool. We don't know if it was because of team bonding or if they thought it was cooler to be trapped in a plane just mm-hmm. for a little adversity because sure. they got yeah, a big like win that. against the Raiders. But our sources are telling us from within the plane that there was an opportunity to get off plane that had to emergency land in Kansas City because one of the engines had an oil issue. And then they would sit on that plane for 12 hours waiting for another plane from Atlanta to come pick them up that was big enough to haul the entire team. They stayed on plane the entire time. Our sources have told us there was an opportunity to get off plane. And somebody said, we ain't getting off this plane. So they just waited it out. Yikes. Half a day. Just sitting on that thing. What'd you say, uh, volunteer? Yeah, my, Coach Tomlin always says, we want volunteers, not hostages. Unless <laughs> we're stuck on this plane. Yeah, You're all hostages. <laughs> okay, that is kind of how we're going about doing this entire thing. Could you imagine? 12 hours. You can't even sleep like, through that. You're going to sleep, wake up, go back, wake back up. It's a long we're time. still here? Yeah, people Where are oh, God. fighting each other. Have we taken off yet? And then those planes, really comfortable seats. Exactly. That's the oh, thing about yeah. plane seats. Yeah, Everyone's right. happy. Football Very. players and everything like that. Lineman. Hey, the boys went through it. This is good. It's good adversity. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, yeah. though? They yeah. might have been able to like look out the windows and maybe see Kelsey and Taylor Swift riding around in that coupe, you know, and a nice little bonus for being in Kansas City for that long. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why whoever decided not to let them off the plane yeah. – Said we let them off the plane. They're going to be going to look for Taylor. They're yeah. going to get ideas. They're going to be. It's going to be go to a restaurant. Yep. Can't have them go and look for Taylor Swift no. for the next ten hours. Keep we won't on. be able to get them back on the plane. Like you're right, Swift, Swifty mania is running wild here in Kansas <laughs> it City, is, brother. We need to keep them on this plane. Keep them trapped. That's crazy. I wish I was on a team that had that oh. situation take place just to hear what would come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just to hear. Oh, okay. This is fun. This is a blast. We're sitting on here for how long? Do they know? Well, the next plane that's coming to get us hasn't even landed in Atlanta yet. You see, oh. it's got to land in Atlanta, get clean, cleaned out. Then it's got to fly to Kansas City. Then obviously we got to switch the yeah. whole, and then still a two-hour flight back to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So strap in, boys. We're in for a long one, and nobody's getting off this damn plane. <laughs> I would have loved to hear everybody's thoughts that I've ever played football with. In that <laughs> wow. Plane. I think it's good for the Steelers, though. I think it's good. Brings them yeah. together. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, it's over with now. It dealt with it. It's behind them. It is. Yeah. Didn't get to see the family on their off day. Yeah. You know, I don't care. No big deal. Didn't get to do any of that. A lot of guys probably 
Yeah, whatever. Back to the facility. There's a lot going on around the NFL. We will have to talk about it all in the next hour. We have Aaron Rodgers joining us in about 15 minutes or so. How's he been? How's recovery? What are his thoughts on the future mm. of Aaron Rodgers' Achilles and when he gets mm-hmm. back with the New York Jets? You know, they're in an interesting spot. People are calling for everybody to be kicked out of the locker room pretty much. We need to burn it down. Hackett is running down, staring down two terrible years yeah. of football life if this thing continues to go the way it goes this year with what happened with him and the Denver Broncos last year. Can't wait to hear what Aaron's thinking. Uh, Chandler Jones. Don't like to do this. No. End of the hour. Only have like a minute before we got to get out of here, so don't want to spend too much time on this. I believe he was taken into uh, a treatment center. A facility. A facility. Mm -hmm. Not by his own accord, though. I Mm -hmm. believe he was forced to go into one. It is getting um, incredibly sad, I believe. Uh, Obviously scary, and uh, we hope Chandler... Ends up okay. A situation like this has occurred in the past with Chandler in New England, Mm -hmm. where I believe there was a link to some sort of uh, smoking of spice or something that took place that triggered something, and then it had a sad... So we just hope everything's okay with Chandler. The NFL misses Chandler, and obviously mental health is a real thing, and we hope everybody that needs the help seeks the help. And if not, I hope there's people around people that'll say, hey, you need help, which is seemingly happening to Chandler Jones right now. Yeah, you said it all. And, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, football aside, you know, you just hope he he's, gets right mentally and, uh, you know, spiritually, emotionally, all those things. So definitely praying and sending well wishes to Chandler and the uh, Jones family. The Raiders without yeah. Chandler Jones. They need him. Yeah. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Joining us now from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, a COVID survivor, a father of 10, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Ohio, A.J. Hawk. A.J., how you doing? What's happening? Hey, just hanging. How you guys doing? Hey, everything's good. Everything's good. I like the fact you came in, guns a-blazing, and I assume that's because Ryan Day saw what Coach Lou Holt said back to him on this particular (laughs) program and sent you a text. Have you felt the reaction from Ohio State fans from what Coach Lou Holt said about them yesterday on this show? I have not felt any reaction from anybody, so I'm I am uh, anxiously awaiting to see if anyone does reach out and says, hey, man, what's, what's going on over there? What's the deal? I don't. I don't know if everyone knows all sides of it. I don't know if they know how many Lou Holtzes are involved in this whole situation. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a chance that maybe Ryan Day might also have been one of those people that did not fully get a chance to see the full two Lou's yeah. Yeah. interview. And maybe somebody just typed up what Lou Holtz said. And he read the quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That son of a bitch. This is on what? This is on ESPN? <laughs> yeah, on me? ESPN. Yeah. You're telling me Lou Holtz on ESPN said this right here? Yeah. Yeah, he did. This oh. mother. Oh, it's Ohio versus the world. It's on now. You know, I do wonder if Ryan Day was kind of not informed of a critical piece of information, yep. which was that a Lou Holtz was interviewing Lou Holtz. Yes. And uh, I wonder how he felt 
when he found out about that, AJ? Have you maybe sent a message or asked about that entire thing? We would love to have Ryan Day on the program. Yes. And we would love to apologize for our part of however this miscommunication could have taken place. But do you think he knows that at this point? And what do you think his thoughts are? I, I'm really curious, honestly, what he does know at this point. So Sunday morning, he was at his daughter's AAU basketball game, and I, I came to the gym right as he was leaving, I guess, and a lot of people were like, oh, Ryan Day was here watching his daughter play. I didn't get a chance to watch him, but it was just however many hours removed from the big victory, and I think people were pretty excited when he walked in the gym, though. Yeah, he's a hero. He got a good pop. Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you hear what I told that 86-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Did you hear me? Osmosis-a-word! word he was so bad. He was motivating the hell out of the boys, though. I appreciate a coach using anything uh -huh. for motivation to galvanize and rally a group. And if you've seen the stuff coming out of Oregon post this Colorado game about Dan Lanning and the more messages that we're seeing from team meetings leading up to that game, mm -hmm. let alone the pregame speech, and then what Colorado was doing yeah, on the field beforehand, I don't think I saw the entire documentary from well-off media, Deion Sanders Jr., who makes an appearance in Oregon's thing. Mm -hmm. Oregon made sure to get a shot of Deion Sanders Jr. and put him in that video. Shiloh Sanders is telling this Oregon team, I'm going to beat the shit out of all y'all and your coach. I'm going to fight all. He basically said, I will beat every one of you up and then your coach straight to him. And then he's yelling at him again. And then somebody said, I like to report a murder of a ducks that are happening. And then there's some white doing this yep. all over yeah. the O. And then Coach Lanning says, does that O mean anything to you? Like everything that Colorado <laughs> was able to use the first two weeks mm -hmm. with the offensive coordinator at TCU, was formerly at Ohio or Florida State, didn't give Shador the time of day. Then Matt Rule in Nebraska stepping on uh, the buff. And then what Matt Rule said about the team. Like everything that they used the first two weeks going against uh, without their best player on both sides of the ball Travis Hunter going against the best team that they've certainly faced this season they just gave them everything that they potentially needed and boy that win had to feel good for the Oregon Ducks yeah. I couldn't even imagine how Dan Lanning felt after that smoking his cigar yeah. in that locker room going this is how it's supposed to work mm -hmm. they had to feel so good AJ Hawk I think they felt pretty darn good early in that game when they kind of jumped on them early, and you saw them like just continue to keep their foot on the on the gas going into halftime. Like you knew, hey, these guys feel like, hey, this was our plan. We're executing our plan. They're going to try to figure it out for all four quarters. But I mean, for Colorado, what they have USC this week. Mm -hmm. When when they're coming up, I mean, this, this it, it road does not get any easier start. for them, but they can still find a way to to get some big-time wins and still get back on the map. I'm still a believer in Coach Prime in Colorado. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying that I am not, but I didn't expect to see the stuff that I saw in the Oregon video of the Colorado team just right. basically giving them, like, all the ammunition you could potentially want. Because I didn't know that Oregon, you know, is pushing as heavily as they are for Bo Nix to win a Heisman. Mm -hmm. They got, like, a full Bo Nix's Heisman. This campaign. is bodacious, I believe, is the mm -hmm. campaign. They got, like... Uh, they got billboards, I think, in Times Square and, like, yeah. all over. Yes, I'm being serious right now. This is real talk. And then in the video, the little hype video that they released called Ducks vs. Them was the series. I assume this is going to go all season. You hear him say a couple of times in there, legitimate Heisman yep. candidate Bo Nix. Like, they're selling, like, hey, this guy 
is the Heisman candidate. So thinking about how everybody was, including me, was talking about Shador Sanders. Yeah. Well, wow, this guy's my Heisman. Yeah. This guy's my number three overall you're pick. Right. They got chips everywhere. They're stacking oh chips everywhere. From, you're right. From everything. I, yeah. I mean, and it makes Sh sense. No. And then Shiloh comes out, and then Shiloh comes out before <laughs> yeah. the game. He's like, "I'm gonna beat your ass. I'm gonna beat your ass." Looks. I don't like mind that. I don't mind that at all. I, I really love. Don't. I love everything about it. I love Shiloh saying that. Now, granted. Have to win, yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, that's that one of those. Or keep it close. Keep it close. You have to win. I don't mind them saying that and them coming out and winning. It's like why I appreciate players and everybody that has moxie. Like if you can talk and then back it up, I'm a fan mm -hmm. because the amount of pressure you put on yourself whenever you start running your mouth is huge. So for you to back it up, it's like. Hey, I like the cut of this guy's gym. Yeah. I like the way this person operates here. And it felt like that Oregon team was like, hey, welcome to the Oregon Duck Show. Everybody that's been watching, all of a sudden, in my eyes, after watching that, and I'm not somebody that can, can get swayed easily. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am right. Oh, definitely not. Nope. No hot, no like 90 second highlight film can get you hooked on anything. This one was about two minutes long. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it's funny yeah, you say that. It was about two spot. minutes. After seeing it, though. I'll tell you what. Them ducks. This Oregon Ducks is going to be a right? tough out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what game out. I mean, there's a chance. I, I put them in the playoff. I'm putting them in the playoff after watching what I just watched. They got the, I feel like, you know, from the two minutes that I walked. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I got to see in the team meeting. Yep. I got to see behind the scenes. I got to see. I was on practice. I was practicing with them. Yeah. Okay. I've seen the way they handle themselves. I like the cut of their gym. Yeah. I think the Ducks got it. They got the moxie, and they got a legit Heisman candidate uh, quarterback. Yeah. Ain't that right, Tony? Yeah, they do. The uh, Speaking of Heisman odds, uh, it goes Penix and Caleb Williams are tied, plus 380. Quinn Ewers is plus 500, and then it's Bo Nix at plus 1,000. Think about Penix. Yes. I don't even want to. I feel like us as a college, college football community, and we have joined that community. Mm -hmm. We have really done it. You know, to some of these schools. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about Washington, also in the Pac-12. Yeah. Panics Jr., there's three wide receivers on their team that are over uh, averaging over 100 yards a game. Three of them. Not one not one wide receiver. Not two wide receivers. What? There's number three wide receiver mm -hmm. averaging over 100 yards a game. Panix has, like, 12 or 13 touchdowns. Yeah. The next oh. guy has, like, I mean, they are... Phenomenal, and their defense was going into this past weekend was only giving up like twelve points a game or something. Nobody even nope <laughs> couldn't even talk about them. I had no idea. We apologize. I want to say we were a part of this, and that's because we respect the hell out of Coach Prime. Mm -hmm. We love Colorado. That place is beautiful. Oh so my nice. god, very beautiful. Those flat irons, D. But you see him. You're doing NFL matchups, which we all watch. Everybody, yeah, yeah. it's so good. You need to watch too. I you. saw it on TV. I saw it in the oh, hotel. Man. I'm man. That's a lie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, in Colorado. They don't have before I went and got a nine on. Before B B Dubs with you, I watched. I watched Alabama. That was several weeks. Yeah, that was four. That was like a month ago, pal. Doesn't matter. To who? To Darius. Yeah, they do matter. They'll continue to watch D Butt. You know, you get it. They rolled the dice, stayed at that hotel. He's lucky he got to that sideline for the for the watch along. Yeah, there was a gun on the sideline of that entire yeah. thing. Well, and, and but anyways, we love Colorado. We appreciate the fact that uh, they're an incredible, you know, boost for all of football, I think. You know, we all fell in love with the story. And I think in doing so, we might have pissed off a lot of 18 to 23-year-olds sure. that are kind of in that same conference that is dying. You know, conference is kind of over. Sure. But then there's like four, there's four Heisman candidates. You know, in one 
conference right now, mm -hmm. and it just so happens to be the only team we really talked about was one of them. How is that? How is that conference done? How's exactly, that same conference is done. I asked that I question, and then a bunch of marks wow. who've never done a business deal in their entire life told me that it ain't about the network deal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, doofuses, keep running your mouth. Joining us now is a guy who uh, <laughs> has all the answers to everything because he's literally one of the smartest humans of all time. He just so happens to be a hippie that is also the greatest football thrower of all time. He's a guy who's a four-time, four-time. Four-time, four-time NFL MVP. He's currently a quarterback for the New York Jets, but he's been sidelined for the season with an Achilles tear on the fourth play of the season that has really sent a lot of conversations haywire in New York and New Jersey. Joining us now, front of the program, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We're back in the rehab facility. Yes, how are we feeling? We're rehabbing. Thank you for that great segue as you kind of shit on the Pac-10, Pac-12 uh, into this. Thank you. I didn't shit on it. I was just speaking a matter of fact. That's all I was, was doing. Was it Darius? No, Darius was no, 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 no. I, I was asking how the hell do they not have a deal with four Heisman candidates? In, in mm -hmm. That's real deal. This is the best of Pac-10, Pac-12, future Pac-2. This is the best they've been in a long, long time, and now it's dead, Aaron. It's a shame. This is real. This is really sad. I'm being serious whenever I say that, too. It doesn't make any sense to any of us how it's happened, Aaron. I agree. I think it's ridiculous, too. We got cows moving to the ACC, and they're going to have halfway games in the state of Texas or some shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is that real? Is that actually happening? That's true. Darius can tell you all about it. Go ahead, Darius. No, I don't know if Darius has all the ins and outs on that whole thing, but it has been insane to watch the realignment that's been taking place, and it's like the strongest it's conference. It's pro football now. It's pro football with way better free agency rules. Yeah, For the players, for sure. True. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of rules. There's not a lot of guardrails. I think that'll lead us into some trouble, though, at some point. Do you agree? No, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Hey, the Pac-12 right now, strongest conference in the country. I mean, it's not even like a question. Hey, like my good friend Bill Walton always says, conference of champions. Yeah, but it hasn't, right? No. I mean, for a long time, since you and Bill Walton were playing, feels like it. You know <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Well, like, yeah. if we're talking about... We're talking about water polo and swimming and gymnastics. Might be the conference of champions still. Uh, but let's talk about rifle uh -huh. and mountaineering. Rodeo. And rodeo. And what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive into you. Uh, how are you feeling this week? I, I know you're not going to give us certain checkups or guidelines because you're not operating that way. But have has everything been operating how we have deemed fit or seen fit in the rehab of the Achilles? It's been operating. I mean, there's been some good days and some bad days for sure. Um, but last week was a good week of uh, recovery and had a good day yesterday. Uh, Sunday was the lightest day since uh, I started rehab and also the worst day I've had in a while. But um, uh, yesterday was a good day. Today's a good day. I'm making a lot of progress. And, um, you know, every day it's like just a little something, a little less swelling, a little. Uh, uh, a little more movement, a little more mobility, a little more strength. And so we're building it up and just just a process. Hell yeah, trust the process. Go ahead, AJ. How do you uh, – I'm curious how you can sift through kind of the garbage and different people that have the, the answer for you because I know at least from being attached to you somewhat, people text me all the time and say, I don't know if Aaron knows this, but this is a guarantee 100% he's getting back on the field quicker if he does whatever this – whatever this modality might be or this stem cell <laughs> or something like this. Well, How do you kind of sift through and figure out what you're going to do? 
I spent the first uh, 24 hours just researching a lot of it. And during that time, there were a lot of people that did reach out with the answers. I appreciated it. I appreciate all the interesting things. I looked at, you know, most of those uh, things and articles and ideas. But in the end, I got to, you know, put it together with the people that I trust in Minor Circle and great conversations with uh, Dr. Elitrosh and also the amazing people here um, at Elite that I'm doing rehab with right now. So in, in the end, it's, it's a collaborative effort. I appreciate all the different uh, ideas from people. Uh, some, you know, aren't possible because they're not legal. I think some people realize some of that stuff they're sending me is not legal, so you can't do that, <laughs> that shit. Um, but there's a lot of great modalities that are uh, that are legal, that are amazing, that I think have been been helping me. But uh, you know, just just one day at a time and trying to feel a little better every day. Three for three on modality drops in our conversation since the Achilles injury. Um, what do you mean not illegal? Like NFL legal or United States legal? Uh, well, probably both. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of ideas about quickest ways to recovery, and uh, you know. Uh, some people who are uh, older who have gotten into things like uh, uh, growth hormone don't realize oh. that's illegal in the NFL. No, no, uh, yeah, just take some <laughs> growth yeah. hormone. What a hilarious thing, guys that are retired that you're yeah. friends with. Like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at you, AJ. Okay, I can't take that stuff. All right. I wish. Hey, I can't wait to I'll tell you what, not as easy to find as everybody just assumed whenever we're playing in the league. Because <laughs> I think we've all had the same conversations when we were in the NFL because we heard about this thing. It's like HGH is the new drug. It's like, what is this stuff? Well, it makes you feel younger. Why? Uh, makes you recover faster. Why? Makes you more handsome. Why? Right? Makes your hair grow better. Why? It makes your dong grow better. Why? Does that you have more energy? Why? This is literally the fountain of youth, and what we're all like, what? 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 What is this thing? How do we? And they're like, well, the NFL is now testing for it. Yeah, that's why we're giving blood. So, and everybody's like, well, as soon as I retire. I'm getting on this thing, whatever it is. Not as easy just to do that. Just, I mean, kind of a sidebar here. Huh. It's not as easy just to do that, I guess, these days, is what people say. And also, there is some bad stuff I've heard as well. Oh, Terrible. Cool. I, don't, I heard a lot of good stuff. I don't know, remember. Especially that dong one. Well, that would certainly help some people that are listening for sure. You yeah. know, make that's it, that's a, I think that's a rumor. I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> it's kind of like the, uh, the dolphins mating. You know, it's a, it's a theory. Uh, might not be out. true. So. Have you tried that yet? Uh, not yet. No, not yet. I can't get into water yet until I get my sutures out. But once I do, and I see some dolphins out there, you know I'm jumping in. Well, that's dolphins are mating like 75% of their life. That's what they do. Yeah, that's why if you get into water with those dolphins, there's a good chance it's going to end up on your shoulder doing yep. its thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like kind of like AJ in college, you know, just nonstop. <laughs> that's why that split jersey happens. That's right. Oh. You know, that's why that split jersey happens. I mean, what a time. Hey, congrats on the text, bro. Congrats. Way to go. Ten of them. He's good got work. ten kids. Good work, AJ. Ten times. Uh, did you watch the football this weekend? Uh, college, we'll start there. Did you see what Oregon did to Colorado? And have you heard about all the chirping that has taken place and how Dan Lanning has kind of motivated his team with it all? What are your thoughts on it, Aaron? Just classic overreaction in so many levels. <laughs> I mean, it's great for it's great for the media these days. So one guy can take one position and say it. Oh, what he said wasn't that bad, and the other guy can say something else. Oh, it was disrespectful to Colorado, and it was you know all about the clicks. You know, he's ripping on Dion and Colorado for one clicks, but they let you know cameras into the locker room that he knew was going to get out there. So it's interesting. You know, I think it's good. It's good to. Dion has created a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz. 
And when you're, you know, creating that much buzz, people want to see you fall. They want to see you fall for sure. But I applaud Dion because he sticks to his guns and, and you know, he's, he talks the talk. He walks the walk. He owns it when they get beat. And, and he's brought up a lot of excitement to the Conference of Champions. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited for his kid's a great player. They were without their, you know, stud. I'm not sure they would have made up 36 points on Saturday, but Oregon's got a good football team. But it'd be nice to see a Pac-12 Conference of Champions team in the playoff this year. We, I think we have. Do we have four teams in the top ten? Do we are we seven, eight, nine, ten? Yeah, the right, Cox, or just seven, eight. Nine? Yeah, the Cox got four teams in the top ten, mm-hmm. and then they got four legitimate Heisman <laughs> candidates. That's Pac-12. The Cox. Who do we got? I mean, uh, obviously Caleb and Penix. Who, who else are we saying? Oh, uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Cam Ward. Shador was yeah, in there. Cam Ward's up there now. Cam Ward potentially. Cam Ward's in. having a good season. Yeah, Washington State not getting any pub either. Well, Ryan Gook's Leaf got a, was not happy. Gook's got a good team. Gook's got a good team. Yeah, there's a lot of great teams. in the. And if you're going to continue to call it the Conference of Champions, I'm going to have to continue to call it the cock. You know, just because <laughs> that seems like that's a lot of syllables. We can just go ahead and break that thing down. I appreciate, though, uh, how the Pac-12 is running. And I appreciate your thoughts on Dion because, like, he and I think it's tough to see. You know, it's tough to see from a lot of people what he has done for all of college football. You know what I mean? Like college football fans, some of them old school ones, hate everything Dion's about here. You know what I mean? The trash talk, uh, which he doesn't really do a lot of, but I guess his team does. The hat, the glasses, the transfer portal, the NIL, the plucking of players. Like this is all what college football is. And he's not the only human doing this. Every school that's at the top is doing the exact same things. He's just doing it in his way. So I appreciate that he's going to – I think they're going to be good too. I think they're going to still be good. Like, I think a year from now, that Colorado team's only going to get better, Aaron. I think they're only going to continue to build. Do you believe that? Well, I think you got the pieces in place. You got a really good quarterback. You got a great two-way player. They're just going to get better. You know, he got a lot of new guys in. But people are going to want to come to Colorado. There's a lot of excitement. Obviously, I don't know what conference they're moving to. It's not going to be the Conference of Champions, but – There'll be great competition. Boulder's a, a great city, you know, great college town. Uh, and you get to, you know, you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of eyes on you, a lot of attention because Deion has brought uh, kind of the whole world to watch him. A lot of people rooting for him and a lot of people rooting against him. People throw rocks at things that shine. <laughs> Shout out the NFL thing. <laughs> but, like, uh, he's coming to the West. A lot of crows. A lot of crows. Yep. A lot of crow circles. <laughs> hey, you got to fly. You know what I mean? And if he was to, because he gets up to 19, I think, is where they got up to. Imagine Colorado, Dion, top five. You know what I mean? Man. Like, imagine that type of buzz that could come a year mm-hmm. from now. But for now, we'll watch the cock and all of their greatness. Let's go to the NFL. What did you learn about the NFL on Sunday? Any conversations that that you uh, you kind of would like to have? Anything you didn't love about the NFL week Sunday? Or any teams that kind of spotted, uh, kind of caught your eye out there, Aaron? Which is classic NFL. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Dallas beats the Giants 40 to nothing. Is that right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And the Giants beat the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then the Cardinals are double-digit favorites, and they beat the Cowboys by double digits. Yeah, dogs. Anything can happen in the league. It's, uh, it's Why crazy is that? league every Why single week. Why is that, Aaron? Why is it? Why is that? Because I think people because can't understand this Dallas Cowboys losing to the Cardinals with Josh Dobbs as their starter who wasn't even in training camp with the Arizona. Why does it happen? How, why, how is it possible? But there's great players on every team. They are great players. And I think as you see, I think if anything this week, 
after the first two weeks, you saw a lot of guys go off, right? And I'm just talking about, like, like I'm not just talking about Miami at 70 points, which is ridiculous. But you saw a lot of teams making a concerted effort to get the ball to their best player. Look around the league, there are multiple stud players who had huge games. I'm talking, like, double-digit catches. You're talking about, like, what the best receiver in the league did in Vegas the other night was ridiculous. And then look at what Jamar Chase did last night at a huge game. The biggest game of the whole week was my old Cal Conference of Champions buddy for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, 18 catches, 200 and something yards, and a touchdown pass. Yeah, Keenan's a dog. I mean, yeah, Keenan is incredible. And I think that's what you see when you get into – you know, these weeks now as teams start to figure out who they are, it doesn't really happen until four, five, six, seven weeks. But you see teams go, okay, how can we win? Let's get the ball to our best players as many times as we can. And I think you saw more of a concerted effort to get the ball to those those guys. Although, you know, Vegas didn't win. Like, Devontae was a huge, you know, huge impact player. The Chargers won a close one where they almost gave it away there in the fourth. But, you know, obviously Keenan was a huge part of that, especially after Mike Williams went down. And then uh, you saw, you know, Jamar with Joe, you know, and I give Joe a lot of credit, um, you know, because he's dealing with a, with a calf injury, and him and I had a conversation this week. And um, just for him to tough it out, I don't know that people realize how much pain and limited mobility he was in, but for him to gut it out last night and to make enough plays to win, you know, like I text him, that's what great competitors do is they show up and play through the pain and don't make it a big deal. But – only him and a few people in his inner circle probably know how much he was, uh, you know, hobbled and hurting, hurting. And I give him a lot of credit for going out there. And, you know, they were owing too. They, it was an important game for him to win. Um, and that was a big win for him. Now, when it comes to my Jets, that was obviously a frustrating game for us. Um, you know, not the best weather conditions, but uh, plenty of opportunities to win that game. Defense, I felt like, played great, minus the, you know, the one play that they had for a a long touchdown. We shut them down in the second half, and, and uh, um, I think they only scored on a safety in the second half. So offensively, we got to find a way to score points. Um, hey, they're you know, coming and- for him. Hey, they're calling for Zach Lott. It's getting Lott. Joe Namath was on the Michael K. Show, New York ESPN Radio. That's right. Yep. Of course. Oh, yeah. Long Vo- time. Voice of the Yankees. Voice well. of the Yankees. Yes, Network, I believe. Yep. He was on there. Uh, he was talking to Joe Namath, and Joe was like, get him out can't take it and then he said anybody in the locker room if it's a harmony if there's harmony in the locker room get them out too there needs to be people that aren't happy with what's going on in the locker room and zach wilson needs to go it's getting loud that it's been like that for the last couple years remember you were supposed to come in and be the mentor to zach wilson and make him hopefully a professional quarterback it's kind of how fans were viewing this entire thing how do you what do you say to zach in a moment like this and how does he keep all that noise out and still try to find the confidence to be a better quarterback that the new york jets need you think well you gotta find a way to block some of that out i mean obviously you're gonna hear about it or somebody's gonna text you something and you might see some of a conversation about it but when it's when you're riding high you can't get into it too much it's like when it's the whole world feels like it's crashing down and you can't get you can't get uh uh you know too wrapped up in that um listen the team was one and two last year and and went on a, a really good run and turned things around and came to lambo and beat the hell out of us and and, uh, you know, obviously struggled down the stretch. But um, this is what teams have to go through. You know, there, there's there's adversity points in every season. This year it's happening early and people are coming coming for us. Uh, and there's, you know, some, 
heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better across the, really just offensively. You know, we need to, uh, to not have some of those things happen on the, on the sideline and, and to be a little better and to be a little, uh, uh, just be a little better competitors. You know, we need to understand this is part of it. And it's not always going to be pretty. The most important thing is winning. You saw what happened in Green Bay. They were down 17 nothing and came back and won that game, an ugly game, 18-17. It doesn't fucking matter. It's like you win the game, that's the most important thing. However, you got to get it done. So, you know, there's been, I think, too many little side conversations, and we just need to grow up a little bit um, on offense and, and lock in and do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other, and that's everybody, you know. We don't point fingers at the coaching staff. Don't point fingers at each other. Just get back to work and get the job done. Um you know, it's it sucks not being there. It's tough. It is really it's really hard. I miss the guys, uh, miss the leadership opportunity, miss balling, competing. Feel like you know if I was there, uh, some of those you know things wouldn't be happening. Not sure we'd be three and zero. Yeah, I don't know that. I'd like to think um, there's a possibility of that, but but it's more the side stuff that's that's uh, that I don't like and that I, I want to see us stick together through the tough times. I said it to him, you know, in preseason, you know, our, our toughest task is to be handling success. And that's whether we're having success or not having success. It doesn't mean you're winning all the time and you got to handle it the right way. It's when we're not having success, how do we respond? How do we respond in adversity? And that goes for our fan base and former players as well. You're not helping the cops. <laughs> you're not helping the cops. Fireman Ed was in his car. He was pissed. So mad. He was so mad. It took him an hour. He's too emotional. He couldn't record a video for an hour. Had de- had de- I, Go ahead. I understand. Like We have to understand the importance of manifestation and what we're putting out in the world. We also have to be realistic as well. I'm not, we're not living in this uh, you know rose-colored glasses world either. We're one and two. Been a couple rough ones. Um, defense, we played good enough to win that game for sure. That's a game we got to win. At home, Defense giving up 13 points, we got to win that game, um, no doubt about it. But let's just let's stay let's stay behind our guys. Let's let's support our guys. Let's support the boys on the field. Uh, let's stick with our guys, and let's have a little belief um, because as we saw this weekend, anybody can beat anybody. And I've already seen, you know, we're almost double-digit underdogs at home against Kansas City, and they're coming off a beatdown in Chicago and blah, blah, blah. But, Taylor, you know, it's a home game. It's Sunday Night Football. It's an opportunity for us to go out there and show what we're all about. And I think uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for our boys, and I'd like to see everybody stick together, our fan base, our former players, and our current players, because uh, too much uh, negativity uh, and the world is crashing down after three weeks. It's a long season. A lot of time, a lot of things that can happen. Um, so let's just let's just take a couple breaths. Okay, I'm not going to say we need to relax. But let's take a couple breaths. All right, and then let's uh, you know it's going to be some fun things on Sunday. I think Jets fans are going to say you don't know, Aaron. You, don't you just it. got here. You don't get it. This is what Jets fans have had to deal, deal with for a long time. But I appreciate the fact that you're saying, hey, we need to come together. Mm-hmm. Jets on me. Jets on three. One, two, three. Jets. Yeah. Jets. All right. I think fans did it at home, too. Yep. Joe Namath, I know he stuck his hand up. Honored into it. Fireman no. Ed put okay. his hands up, for sure. I think the whole team's in there. They're driving. Trying to stay a little bit more positive. I appreciate you saying, though, like, hey, 
we can't be having the team discussions publicly. Like that is not, we don't, that's only making things worse. This is not making things better. I, are you getting an interesting view of it from watching it on TV now? Do you feel differently? Are you changing the way you think you're going to be uh, NFL uh, quarterback when you go back because of how you're watching it through this season? Has that changed you at all? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It 100% sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. Now, I will say, again, I've said this in the past, but one of the greatest inventions in the history of football watching is the Red Zone Channel. Like, So I watch our game, you know, on the broadcast. But after that, I just watch the Red Zone. Red Zone's incredible, man. That's that's a lot of fun. That's just constant stimulation. So shout out to the Red Zone Channel because that's uh, a lot of fun to watch. But as far as Seven watching- hours of commercial-free football. <laughs> No pisses. None. None. Scott Hansen pees zero times for seven hours. Scott's got a couple of those cups that AJ's got. It. <laughs> That's what we think, too. It's like yep. a little, yeah. We're thinking he's, yeah, good energy. Maybe though. maybe he's drinking it, too, because he still looks young and and uh, energetic. So maybe, who knows? I haven't even thought about that. That's why he doesn't go to the bathroom. He yeah. always says, I don't go to the bathroom. He's shooting it. Yeah. Into he, his thought that was Mount, he thought that was maybe some diet dew in his cup. Could be something else. <laughs> Wow, because he's superhuman, seemingly. Oh yeah. So he he's, wow. got, he's got energy the entire day. So he's got to be doing something. And he keeps up with the narrative. Not the Red Bulls or drinking piss, one of the two. Yeah, Scott, We're tell both. us the truth, pal. <laughs> need to hear need to hear what you're doing over there because it's uh, remarkable. I appreciate that your life sucks watching it. You want to get back to New York quicker because of it? I'm gonna I'm, I want to get back when I can walk. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of symbolism in that, and and that's going to put me in the best headspace. So when I can walk, I'll be back. They miss you over there, I assume. Go ahead, AJ. What's a what's a normal timetable for some other human that has an Achilles tear like yours? Like how, how quickly do they usually walk? Great question, AJ. I'm told that it's uh, six weeks walking in a boot, when they can start walking in a boot, and then up to 10 weeks, 10 to 12 weeks with a shoe. The boot, though, you got to watch your hip, you know, because that thing. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you'll be doing this number here, triple A. Well, the good thing is. Or hokas? Yeah. No, the good thing is you can uh, do what uh, Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise and some of these people do and put some uh, yep. put some lifts in the other shoe to balance it out. So where's some, where's not, some lift in there? Yeah. So you're just going to be standing at six foot nine, just so walking around whenever you go back oh, to the Jets yeah, facility? DC doesn't do it. Yeah, with the afro. Yeah, I'll be I'll be pretty tall. I love that. Hey, none of these side conversations anymore. Okay, you're looking down at everybody <laughs> sitting on stilts on top of your boot and your big tile shoes. Okay, so five, six weeks. Here All we right. Go. Here we go. And then I heard 10 weeks we're walking. That's for normal, basic-ass human. Mm-hmm. Not for Aaron Rodgers. No, no Playing. No. Oh, okay, you're playing football about seven weeks. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Here we go. We just did the math. Congrats. That's an interesting response. They there. said you got that internal brace. Yeah, in the Achilles, so it's different than. We- Isn't that everything real that, that we read? Not everything. There's there's some there's some legitimacy to it. I I did see uh, the animation that was out there about my surgery, <laughs> and neat. there was there was elements of it that was true. There was elements that was uh, that was not true. So, would you like to correct those journalism right now? Which parts were true? Which parts weren't? <laughs> No, not really. That's okay. I don't. You there's to... other things. To, there's other things to correct. I'm sure. I want to save up my corrections. I only get mm-hmm. about you know a half dozen or so over the years. So 
Who knows what's going to happen if COVID comes back and I get a COVID injury as well. Yeah, your toe. I'm going to have to hold on to that one. How is the toe? Is that the same foot as the COVID? Yeah, it is. Wow. That's been a tough go for that particular side of your body. Have you been throwing it at all? No, not yet. I'm going to get into that one second. Stand up and uh, put some weight on it. All right, the boys have some questions for you. Connor's got one for you. Yeah, Aaron, big storyline this past weekend was with the Jaguars. Now, I believe the story goes that Doug Peterson gave up play calling this season to their OC. Then he took it back during the game on Sunday against the Texans where they lost at home. How hard is it for quarterbacks not only to switch between, you know, play callers during a game itself, but even just learning different, you know, wordage from season to season? Now, I don't think the wordage changed with Doug and the OC this season, but if the play caller is new, this will be Trevor Lawrence's third play caller in three years. How difficult is that for a QB, let alone a younger guy that's trying to progress and, you know, really establish himself as a guy in the NFL? Connor, great question. Uh, first of all, you brought up another game where I would say the majority of people thought Jacksonville at home, playoff team, Texans, not a good team, right, in most people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And CJ went out and had a great game, and they, they pulled off the, the mini upset there, right? Again, anything can happen in the league. Anything can happen. Every single week, there's teams that people think are the shits. They go out and put it together and figure something out. And have some rallying cry or some guy sticking together through adversity and making plays in crunch time and win a football game. So, uh, you know, congrats to uh, to Houston. CJ obviously had a great game. Um, as far as your question goes, I think a lot of that's honestly overrated. I really do. I think if it's in the same system and different guy calling it, the only thing that's different is uh, voice inflection and potential accents. I had to... <laughs> I got to deal with uh, the Pittsburghese of Mike McCarthy for 13 years, and you get to you learn to really speak it well, <laughs> and to anticipate things and to understand what he's calling. Um, it's different when somebody else is calling it who maybe speaks slower or enunciates better. Uh, not saying it's better because sometimes Mike would roll some things together and just be, based on the specific, you know, things that you might hear in there, you knew exactly what it was, or he might say a certain play a certain way, and I could finish this sentence most of the time. Um, but listen, uh, when it's in the same system, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Honestly, when it's a new system, everybody runs very similar plays. The verbiage is definitely uh, uh, can be different, and that can be hard, especially if you're going from numbers to concepts. That's the biggest change. If you go from numbers to concepts, and luckily I've never had numbers uh, in my that? professional yeah. career. We ran numbers in college both a cal and a juco so every route has associated number so you know you have like 525 at post or 989 or 826 or some of these concepts that everybody runs but you know 826 might be called ncaa in a different offense because it's a base route we have a post you have a you have a dig and you have a shallow cross you know 525 f post could be you know in our system was like bash two jet uh, you know double puma you know, so well, I've always been in a concept-based system. That's when it gets hard is when you have concepts and you have to go to numbers. Mike Martz and, and his system is always numbers. There's still a few systems that use numbers. I think that's much more difficult. But if you're going concepts to concepts, it's just memorization. It's a little bit different. If you're staying in the same offense, a new guy calls it. Again, it's preferential on what that person is going to call. But I think it's a little overrated to say what a big change is going to be in new system. The offensive coordinator... Like in Philly, you know, the offense coordinator went got a job, right, and they got a new guy calling it last night. It's the same offense. 
different preferences, same offense. You know, you had the same thing happen a couple other places where same system, new guy calling it, and it's it's just uh, a little that, bit of that, I think. Isn't, the a fl- lot of that, isn't that a record. talent, though, calling plays, when to call the plays? Isn't that a talent that people speak about? There's, like, some people that are elite, some people that are not, or is that kind of blown out of proportion? No, that's definitely not blown out of proportion. There is elite play callers, and there's ones that aren't, for sure. What is that, more feel? It's, it's feel and personality. Uh, feel and personality. You know, you, you'd have to know when to be aggressive. You have to know when to back off. Uh, there's creative things. Again, everybody runs a lot of the same stuff, and there's creative wrinkles. Like, look at Miami, what they did. And, and, and Miami, you know, Mike's done a great job um, down there. But some of the shit that they were running was wild. They ran the same play twice. They ran that no-look shovel pass twice for touchdowns, right? Um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of different things that they were doing in that game. So you got to mix the creativity Maybe not doing too much, doing enough that you can handle with also some base stuff and changing the face of it. And, and Miami's, you know, a great example of tailoring your specific offense to exactly what you have personnel-wise. You have two of the fastest receivers in the entire league, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, right? And yeah. what they've been doing to turn it into as close as you can to the Canadian Football League, where you have guys who are getting running starts before the play. <laughs> I mean, last year, a lot of it was side to side. They'd start a guy, Tyreek on the left, fly him over to the right, and then get him going. Now you're seeing Tyreek start maybe in, a, uh, uh, in like a snug position, like right off the tackle, and then flying out to the left, same side, and running around. And it's just it's ways to stress the defense with that incredible speed and stop and start ability that, that him and Jalen has. And then obviously, too, has been in a really good rhythm to start the season, which I'm happy to see because, you know, he dealt with some really difficult injury stuff last year. But um, – but yeah, they're seventy points. So I mean, I've I haven't seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that in my in my nineteen years in the league. And it was seventy with like plenty of time left in the fourth. <laughs> Mike White got a deep ball in there. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Mike White put one on him uh, for. And speaking of what you just talked about there with Miami, Darius has a question for you. Yeah, you talked about now. We got two lifetime Dolphins in here. First of all, myself and Gump back there. So we're pretty excited about that seventy points as well. But uh, you talked about he preference. has six teams. This yeah. guy has six yeah. teams. Oh, they got four just right now. Yeah. The, Col- uh, the Colts, Dolphins, Dolphins. has been my team thirty-seven years. Yeah, allegedly. Of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, you know, football home. Neither here nor there. But to your point, uh, they specifically tailored tailored that offense around Tua, around those weapons. Um, But I know motion shifts, those things are tough on defenses, especially when they're done right before the snap, uh, what Mike does a lot on offense. Why don't more offenses do it? I'm assuming it's tougher with installs, install wild. And what was your preference with that? What is your preference with that as a quarterback as far as uh, motions and shifts? Yeah, yeah. I I like – it's the same thing, I think, that, that's hard with defenses. So if a defense is going to just sit in the same uh, shell all game long, right, and not move, and then from that shell play down right, down left, two high, quarters, quarter, quarter, half, pressure, one high fire zone, uh, empty pressure from the same look, that's tough. Or if guys are moving around all the time, right, always moving around, that can be tough as well. Same thing on the offensive side of the ball. I think if you're constantly motioning, right, that can make it difficult. Or if you just stay still and run everything from a still alignment, that can be very difficult too. See, think about some of the best offenses in the last 20 years. When Peyton was in Indy, uh, they rarely ever motioned. It was all two by two and three by one, and everything was from the same type of alignment. So you never could get a beat on, okay, you know, they're in a one by three and they're in a cut split. They always run one of three plays. No, no, they're in 
two by two and three by one, and they run everything, you know, from those formations. Yep. That can be very difficult. And also, with all the motions and the shifts, that can be difficult too. Now, there's a way to combat that. The defenses have done, which is, you know, working on bringing pressures off some of the fly motions and, and them moving as well, which can make protections a little bit difficult. But um, I think sometimes the motion is a little overrated. I think if some of these plays I see where you, oh, you're starting, you're starting to empty, then you shift to, you know, I right, and then you, you know, bump the fullback to the left to run outside zone weak. It's like, all right, <laughs> you're starting, you know, you're starting uh, empty you motion down to a three by one you fly a motion and then you run duo it's like okay well, yeah you're an old man though you know unless you're setting something up like a lot of this shit is just for like window dressing as i like to call it yeah but if you're motioning for a purpose right to to get some sort of uh adjustment or somebody out of position or stress a gap control that i think can be really really useful and uh you know we did it in, in green bay a lot a lot of that's in the offense in uh, in uh, Jersey as well. So, um, but yeah, great question, D. Hey, go ahead, AJ. So, what does it look like when you're watching these games? Is it tough for you, or do you get sad? Do you get pissed? Like, what is it? And can you actually watch a game and watch a game like like fans watch? Or are you like the old savvy QB that has to like sit there and tell everybody, "Oh, what he should have done here, he should have <laughs> checked down and thrown in the second window." Or are you able just to be there and watch? <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, former, I guess I would say, uh, more than the latter. Um, listen, I'm uh, I'm a very uh, very good lip reader as well. So when they show Hack on the sidelines or they show Zach in the huddle, I'm like lip reading to see what the play is, so I know what's coming. Obviously, I know all the checks. A lot of them, you know, I made up or put in. Uh, so I know most of the plays. I would say. Uh, based on formation and uh, and if I can lip read, um, but it's t- it's it's tough. It's tough because I have absolutely zero impact on the game, and it's a tough place to be. Even when you're a backup, you know, and you're on the sidelines like I was for three years, there's something in you that goes, you know what? I you know I did all this research this week. I gave you know Brett the you know my, my own uh, breakdown of each corner That's and a compliment. like I used to do. And, you know, now I'm, now I'm, uh, you know, I gave the guys good work on the look team this week. I feel like I've made some sort of impact. Like there's something that maybe happened during the week that could impact the game. But when you're just sitting your ass at home on the couch, uh, try not to have anybody talk to you during the game because, you know, as you guys probably know, you guys both played, you played, like a lot of people are experts in football. You know, they love to talk loudly when they're watching games. So, I just have a strict, like, hey, don't ask me a lot of questions during the game if you're there watching with me. Let me just watch, be in my own feelings on this. But, uh, yeah, it was tough to watch for sure, disappointing. But, um, listen, man, life goes on. you got to build from the from the adversity. This is going to test us. How do we respond this week against a real good football team, the defending champs in our home? you interesting to see how our fans respond, too. I hope you show up. Don't be selling a bunch oh. of those damn tickets to the, to the Kansas City crowd. And, and uh, Fireman Ed, let's be loud. Let's get that thing going. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you never know who you're going to see at the game. Oh! Roll your ass. They see him rolling at MetLife. Okay, um, I don't want to go backwards here, but – 
thinking about you watching the game, having to go through what retired players have to go through the first week when they're not playing, has that have you thought about that at all? Like, oh, this is what retirement would kind of look like right now. Am I okay with this? Is there weird feelings? Like when that national anthem plays and you're sitting at home and they're scanning it all and you're out of control of anything. Have you have you thought about that? What like this is what the future looks like and what are your thoughts on it? I did think about that the first uh, the first week and I the first thought that came to mind is I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch in the same way, honestly. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit my ass on the couch and and watch a whole game or watch the Red Zone channel uh, the first year. I think that's going to be tough. You so won't. that was kind of every uh, confirmation I needed that I'm not done, that I want to keep playing um, because I'm not just ready to uh, find something else to do on my Sundays. Like I'm still invested. I still love it. And, and living and dying with every play, watching uh, our boys and um, pulling time. for uh, pulling for them to figure it out and, Stick together and, and get through this tough uh, this tough stretch right now. A lot of dying right now. Let's get to living. I think they'll be able to figure it out. We'll stick together. We'll stick positive. Ty has a question for you, Aaron. Aaron, you mentioned the uh, Packers game on Sunday where they just looked absolutely atrocious through three quarters, and then Jordan kind of willed them to a victory in the fourth quarter, and he kind of had a moment where he went to the crowd uh, after the game when it was – certain that they were going to win. I'm just curious, like, how acutely aware are you of, like, a moment like that when it's happening where it's kind of like, hey, this is this is kind of my opportunity. This is my team now. Do you think he was aware of that in the moment? And do you remember, like, that moment for you post-Brett when you first started? It was like, oh, okay, like, this is actually my show now. Yeah, first of all, I just want to say again, that was incredible, incredible <laughs> last week with the uh, – with Lou. Thank you. Um, just the fact you guys did that incredible job. Thank you for that. Have you seen the answer? Did you see yesterday? Did you see yesterday? What was yesterday? Ty's best work. I'm not even, not even downplaying this. Yesterday was Ty's best work. You need to see it. It's an, it's an answer to Ryan Day. It's an answer to Ryan Day who called out Uh Lou after the game. (laughs) It's worth watching. Yeah. It's like four minutes. I think Definitely worth watching. We'll send it over. Anyways, sorry about that. Send it over. And why is Ryan Day trying to attack Lou Holtz? Come on. <laughs> it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. I want, I want. What about? Can we get the real Lou to respond? Uh, I think he was doing shows today. I don't know if he oh. listen. Ooh. The real Lou doesn't. We're telling you, Ty's best work yesterday, <laughs> by far. Right. Not even I'm a close. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, the question. Listen, uh, it's a special feeling. To, to play Lambeau and to have, you know, a game like that where it all wasn't going your way. And then you just kind of figured it out in the fourth quarter. Obviously some big plays, um, you know, a fourth and one uh, running an old staple where you're basically uh, kind of read optioning that one. And to make Demario uh, Davis miss on the goal line was pretty special. And then, um, you know, uh, touchdown pass to win it and then I think didn't the Saints miss a field goal or something yeah that put it away and it's that moment I feel like where you've won it's his first start at Lambeau we forget that it's his first start at Lambeau you know he started uh COVID toe game in Kansas City and then the first two I think they hit on the road right this year so that was his first start in Lambeau so there's nothing like that my first start was on a Monday night against Minnesota and uh when you trot out that last drive when the game's in hand and you're taking knees, there's not many better feelings in sports. So uh, big congrats to Jay. I sent him a message after the game. 
uh, happy for him and and uh, that's a cool moment I'll never forget that moment yeah legit like I almost got emotional for Jordan when he was doing this one yeah and I don't think he's like a super emotional guy but then he started like doing it and they started getting loud it was like here we are this is it you know what I mean it's like there's the moment now what happens from here on out is how it all be judged but I love that guy and you've said nothing but positive things it seems like everything you've said about him behind the scenes is now being showcased to the world a lot of people say after what you said last week about Texan Jordan and congratulating him about the ownership of Chicago, they're like, oh, Aaron's fake happy for this guy. I, I, I want to let you know that that's what some people take some of your stuff. I don't think you've ever acted like that at all with Jordan Love from the very beginning. Genuine happiness from all of us, I think, seeing Jordan Love do his thing. And I don't want to speak out for you, but I think that's kind of bullshit that people just automatically assume that from you. Was that Big Cat saying that or was that? No, no, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like kind of a, you know, there's assholes on the internet. A lot of them. Aaron, there's a lot of those assholes on the internet. You know? Hey, fuck them. Yeah, well, well certainly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, last question here from Connor Campbell. Yeah, Aaron, obviously very biased, but I have to ask. Uh, Mac Jones did something on Sunday, and we're not sure right now <laughs> if it was the back of his hand or if it was the front of his hand grabbing all the modalities of Sauce Gardner. But what is your kind of take on that? And also, how you know how do you kind of, if you get a reputation of being a dirty player, how, how does that look from the rest of the NFL? Stopping guys in the nuts is not the best look. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Yeah, I think that's probably. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably a good rule to live by. Yeah, yeah. Was, it right. back, was it a backhand? Do we know? Still not sure. Connor seems to believe it was a copy. He might. Yeah, yeah he might have just oh. grabbed that thing by the horns and hung on. But there's know? certainly many different was it, angles. Was it shaft, shaft, and balls, or just balls? <laughs> well, so what I, I, I think. think it was this, which was kind of. Uh, Ty thinks it was Dude, a handshake. Yeah, he's trying to shake his penis, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We, anyways, on that note, uh, this show is ending on ESPN here in about 30 seconds, and thank God for that. You know what I mean? We will continue on YouTube and ESPN+. Plus. Sports Center will be in about seven minutes after this break starts, and we can't thank you enough for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow with more of that type of talk. <laughs> was Mac Jones trying hey. to give a handshake to Saucy Sauce? We don't know. We'll dive into that tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. Nailed it right on screws. Nice. Yeah, right, right on screws. That was right. Oh. It's time to change the channel, guys. Time to change the channel. Well, it's an interesting thing. Sports Center's in seven minutes. Uh, you know. Yeah. I don't. They know. cut you off at, at. They cut you off at a one fifty three. Yeah. So we do commercial free hours. You know. So like they're trying to sneak in a couple commercials at the end of our time slot. I think. Before Sports Center goes on, but then seven minutes from us to Sports Center. That's boy. And I, I appreciate the Sports Center people. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. That's like the handoff. That's when you, that's when you turn the channel to uh, As the World Turns or, you know, soap opera, Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon television is interesting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think Power Rangers, yeah. yeah. Coming on. Were you a uh, um, Price is Right guy? I was, yeah. Big Bob Barker guy going up. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Bob. Yeah. Miss you, Bob. Come on in. We're just about done. Who's that? Anybody sweet? Oh, no. I just got to get back to rehab, bro. Big day. Is that Triple A just walked in? No. Double A. <laughs> Double A? Wow. Different, yeah. Anderson. Yeah, There's two of them? Alcoholics <laughs> Anonymous? Yeah. His name is Aaron as well. He's doing my rehab. What? Hi. Yeah, you say hi to him. 
Aaron, hey, let's go, buddy. Wow. The weight of the yep. New York Jets franchise is right there on your shoulders, pal. Good luck. Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna Easy, do, bro. Come on, bro. You're doing great. You're handsome. You're doing great. Don't, Don't fuck it up. You're doing real good, pal. Don't great fuck it up. What do you have, sir? Yeah, Neil's here too, so I gotta go. Doctor. All right, hey Neil, don't fuck it up. <laughs> All right, double A. He's not in here. He's not in here yet. He's not uh, in here yet. Hey, we, you guys are gonna do great. We have nothing but faith in you. But with that being said, don't fuck it up. Need you. Mm. All right, we appreciate you, man. You're the best. Hey, when's book club start? Um, maybe next week. I think. All right, we'll start a book club yeah. again. Nice. You know, you never know. You know what the world's gonna look like in a week. So true. Yeah, and who's going to the game? What's I know what's gonna happen. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, what do you right. think? mean? See you guys. <laughs> Some weird shit. You just <laughs> what, did what's there. What's in a week? All right, what's safe travels, dude. We pretty, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. What was that? He's yeah. privy. What's to happening? Tone said he knows. You know, remember that lady got kicked off a plane? There's some news coming up. Oh what? My Tony. Is that real? Is that real? Oh, you guys are the best. Seventh dimension lizard stuff. You guys are the best. <laughs> that's not the seventh. If that's what he's talking about, I appreciate the fact that he said something. The only person in the room was Tone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, it's yeah. Coming. Oh, yeah. He was just trying to get you guys off so he could get a sponge bath. I don't know if he's getting a sponge bath there if with Aaron and Neil, but Neil and Aaron need to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, yeah. those little fingers you guys got, let's mm -hmm. make sure they're dialed in. Neil's the best. Billions right? of dollars. I'd assume Neil's very good. Yeah. yeah. That was a good question with how he ciphers through all the shit. Cause I couldn't I got people sending me messages like, I got this mm -hmm. workout routine that strengthens the Achilles quicker than anybody else. <laughs> and I also got this device that you strap it on there. And while you're sleeping, guess what it's doing? Getting stronger. Just like a blue pill for your dong. This Achilles can get strong with what I got for you. Everybody has an Achilles answer. And it sounds like it's all snake oil. You know what I mean? It feels no, like I don't it's think all it's not there's definitely good things. There's definitely positive there? things and people have come back quicker than others. I think that's probably the most valuable thing is speak to somebody that had a similar injury to you, a similar surgery, maybe even the same surgeon, and ask them, hey, what were the pitfalls in your whole rehab? So, like, I'm not a doctor, genius, oh. smart okay. person, okay. Mm -hmm. okay, any of the above. No HDs. But everything I've heard from smart people that I've talked to, the Achilles – just, time to do his thing. You know what I mean? So, like, selling that is like selling some water that has extra hydration inside of it. Yeah. You know, like, it's quicker now than it used to be, though. It is. Concussion. Didn't Cam Akers come back in like four and a half? I think yeah, is what he said. He, he tore four his, and a half months. Yeah, yeah, he tore his Achilles two years ago in uh, the last game or the last week of training camp. And he came back for the week one home playoff game against the Cardinals. Yeah, but I would assume there's somebody out there that we don't know that tore an Achilles since then and just. It still isn't walking. You know what I mean? Like, I think. Well, yeah, there's always there's always going to be that case. But, I mean, the fact that there, there are people that have, like, they've sped up the process, I think, a good amount. I hope so. Because it sounds like it's just the lottery or not. Like, you either have a good one or you don't. Mm -hmm. And Aaron's was good for a long, long time. And then it was forced to break because how much weight was on it. And then the recovery is like, maybe. You know, I don't. I, the Achilles is seemingly the most mysterious part of the body because of how impactful it is to day to day and then the rehab the strengthen of it they, you can't even really strengthen it like no. it's it's a fascinating thing whenever you well, start think how it's it. like just think how you use it and you they have to like reattach it however mm. they reattach it you when you're like to try to be springy and try to be explosive like that's what you need to do as an athlete and your Achilles is like the the start of it all. But there's some people that have been messaging you and me that they got it figured out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if anybody's ever going to believe you because everything we've ever been told is like, it's 
not possible pretty much to do that. Well, that's why we need to set Aaron up with Marco Bully because he's come back faster than ever. Two of them. Marco Bully had two torn Achilles yep. at the same damn time. How about mm-hmm. that? I got two torn Achilles at the same, same damn, damn time. time. At the same damn time. How did he do at that? That's not, that's not real. Time. Yeah. He didn't really. Have I mean, was it a yes, car wreck? How do you do that at the same time? Nah, I dunk think it was a, a basketball. Cart. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Drop step dunk. You're yeah. right. Bingo. Yep. He might have been doing a cha-cha slide with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, man. How about that? Fifteen people deep in the end zone. You see that? Pretty good. That was dope. Pretty Fif- sweet. Fifteen Pretty sweet. people deep. That was dope. Fifty-seven didn't get the memo of what they were doing. Hey. Right, I don't. On the far left. What are we? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I just want to dap up this guy anyway. Yeah. Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> Those jerseys too are so, so sick. sick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. I, uh, the, the atmosphere too the in Cincinnati. Out. It's a college atmosphere. Yeah. It is loud. It is a must-watch type environment every time the Bengals are on. And then to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase get back on the same page for the first time this year that we haven't seen in a while, and for the offense to start going there in the second half, it was like, I felt like the Bengals were back. Did you get the same feeling last night? Yeah, I did a little bit. Obviously, I, was, I wasn't 100% confident the whole game that they were going to pull that yeah. one out, but it, that's all they needed. They just needed a win. If, if Joe came back and they lost, we'd be talking like, oh, should they sit him down for two months? Like, people would be going crazy, I think. And whenever you talk about the game last night, not only, you know, do they have the 15-person dance and Joe and Jamar get back on the same page Mm -hmm. and Joe Mixon's explosive and they get a big-time win in the second half, something took place on the field last night that needs to be abolished from the NFL immediately. We all saw it, and we were all embarrassed. Oh, yeah. It was 6-6. Neither offense had done... A damn thing. Mm-hmm. That crowd was on their feet the entire time. Going nuts. A boring brand of shit football was happening on prime time right in front of them. And all of Hooday was on their feet going bananas because they love their boys. Yeah. Then halftime happens. They get a couple beers. They're all talking while they're getting their beers. Wow, that sucked. I mean, yeah. what are we? Brutal. 6-6. <laughs> six, six. This is brutal football here. This is terrible. But second half is going to be our thing. They get back to their seat. They're like, we're going to do our job. Just like Fireman Ed was saying about the Jets fans. They're like, we did our job. We were louder than we've ever been yep. over there in MetLife. That's what the Cincinnati Bengals fans were saying. And then to start the second half, to start the second half, it was just 6-6, no offensive anything in the first half pretty much. This motherfucker fair catches a kickoff (laughs) at the 12. At the 12, Craig. This dude fair caught a fucking kickoff. Neither offense has done anything. Hey, you don't think maybe we just take a shot on returning a kick to get this thing in the field goal range? If we end up getting stuck or, or tackled before the 25 where a fair catch that just got put into place uh, gets the ball, who cares? Yep. You guys haven't scored shit anyways. Not even take this. This needs to be a boss. Okay, I thought the game was tough to watch to begin with in two games at the same damn time. I don't like it at all. No. And then all of a sudden for the second half, I'm still up. I'm still doing my thing. And this guy takes a fair catch like this is some Mickey Mouse fucking amateur football league. I don't think so. I had to look up who the special teams coordinator is for the damn uh, Rams. And I don't like it because this guy was a player. Yeah. This guy was in the NFL for 10 years, won two Super Bowls with the New York Giants. Okay, this guy's an absolute dog. Chase Blackburn is his name, special teams coordinator. Oh, I know Chase well, yeah. Massive head. Gay linebacker. Yeah. Played great special. From Ohio. Dog. From Ohio. Yeah. Not too far from me right now, yeah. Don't do it, Chase. Chase. 
<laughs> Don't be doing a spare catch bullshit. Can't have your guys doing that. That cannot be what your special Probably teams. ordered from the head coach. Maybe the head coach ordered it down. Sean, What did McVay say? Hey, you know what? We haven't been able to do jack shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure we get the ball in the hands as quick as possible. You know, if that game, if, if Matthew Stafford was going down the field, scoring a tud every single time, yep. then it's like, yo, take a knee, Fair. get a touchback. Let's just get the ball back in their hands. It's 6-6. This game sucks. And now you're fair catching at the 12 on a kick. Can't have it, Chase. Respect for Chase Blackburn. Okay? He doesn't seemingly have a lot of respect for the guys that he has on his special teams unit right now mm-hmm. or what they got popping off there. But, Chase, we can't have that. that. You're the first person to do this with this new rule. Don't like that you're a former player doing it. <laughs> Hate it, actually. And it was on prime time. Need this not to happen ever again, Chase. Thank you. Case closed. Now, you had something to say about Monday Night Football, I believe, before I went crazy there about Chase Blackburn, who I have respect for as a player. But that was bullshit. Can't have it. Because once he does it, then other people will do it. Okay. And then Roger will go, hey, you know how it was a one-year thing? Look how happy fucking everybody is. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we got bullshit football in the special teams department forever. Then they'll start doing something with the punt. Oh, yeah. Not even allowed to cover the punt. Yeah. They're not allowed to do this. Chase, that's Chase. Don't do it, Chase. Can't have it. Especially on prime time. God. We got Swifties watching, and that's what they think football is. Yeah. They're going to oh. think this is some musical, Chase. I hope you're... Tan, you had something about my uh, football. Eric got open. I fucking hate it. I was so mad, dude. So mad. I paused. I thought, because I was getting a little tired. I was getting a little tired. Hey, man. I was getting a little tired. And, you know, I kind of hear the fair catch. up. I'll go to the 25. And I'm like, fair catch. He's at that fucking 10, right? And then I had to rewind it. Then my internet kind of stopped. So I froze. So I didn't even get to see the replay. I I watched it two times. Took me two (laughs) minutes because of the replay and how Uh slow that fucker was doing this. And all of a sudden, we see at that 12. He was at that 12 when he did that entire thing. I... This is amateur. This can't happen. This is the XFL. This is the CFL, yeah. which I heard yeah. might be yeah. in the come, USFL. Coming together. They might be coming together. Well, they, to- they do that shit. Not the NFL. Chase, God damn it. It's a former player. Bad ball. Why did it happen? We had a full return set up, though. Like, hey, if they kick it over here, you got a fair catch. But if they give it to us where we want it, where our return is set up, then you take it. No, you, if they kick it over there and you don't have a return, you just take it. Okay, you just take the tackle, you lose the five yards, whatever it is, and you just play football. Okay, you don't give in to this bullshit that they backdoored into a rule this year so that they can act like they're protecting people. I don't like it. I mean, that's why you're back there as a returner. You know, anybody can get back there and fair catch it. I could do that. There was a fullback that returned a kickoff this week. Exactly. Beast. And like you said, six points in the first half, we obviously need a a boost here. Some third phase. Come on, come on, fellas. Come on, Chase. Chase, big head. Yeah, his head. Diesel huge. head. Look, Look like at that face. guy's head. Yeah. I mean, he would run right through all his of net. us, which makes it even more disappointing that he called for that. Yeah. He's an Ohio guy saying, "You know, a fair catch, a kickoff." What, AJ? Well, you're the president of Ohio. Call this guy. Yeah. Kick him out. This can't happen, AJ. Well, it might have to. I don't know. I, I have a feeling it wasn't his call, or if there was a good reason for it. Oh. There is not a good reason. <laughs> There's not a good reason for it. There's never been one, never will college be college game's creeping into the NFL. We heard it earlier, right? I don't even think the college teams are doing this anymore. I think, like, all the college kids just decided, yeah, what are we doing? Yep, we'll take this back. We're fair catching this at the 15. All we got to do is pick up 10 yards, and we're getting to the same exact spot. No, thanks. We should try to – we got a guy that runs what? A four what? Yeah, college football. So All we need is one person to be out. We can go. Because, boy, that game would have been a lot better. Somebody, that ball is kicked at a 12. That's a mm-hmm. terrible kick for Money Mac, who went four for five last night. He missed that first one, read the win, then he adjusted immediately. The kid's a dog. I appreciate the way he kicks balls. But for him to land at the 12, I don't know if that was 
seemed like it was a purpose because there was a couple of them that landed around there last night. Yeah, and they were they were down fast. I mean, when he caught that ball, there were guys at the 20 yard. I just can't take it being a thing. That in. I agree, though. It makes sense, though. You don't want it to progress. Like, oh, well, they're fair catching everything anyway. Why do we even have this play in the game? Like, that's that's the natural progression. Oh. So I get it. I understand. Yes, that is the progression. The and they've already proven that they will just shh. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Here's the rule. We need it. We need it. Like, yeah, we definitely need big time special teams plays. This is a new rule. <laughs> you know, we voted. Uh, okay, why don't you guys do a vote on whether you know you want the new rule? Okay, all in favor say aye. All opposed say nay. Whole room. Nay. Fucking nay, dude. Nay. Nay. Every special teams person. Nay. Nope. We don't want it. Raj goes, cool. I will take that into account. My vote's worth 33. <laughs> it is in. And that is, and then you hear Andy Reid and everybody else that's been around the NFL. It's like, they're just forcing rules in. What else will they do? Mm-hmm. And when does football stop being football? Mm. And when are we worried about that? Because some of these games have been pretty crop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very. You know what I mean? Last year, they had a crop primetime mm-hmm. run there for a bit, too. Yes. Let's not be changing too much here and taking some potential explosive plays. Yeah, I guess the percentage is low of kickoffs being taken back to the house. But you don't think the Houston Texans fullback taking that back to the crib this past weekend mm-hmm. wasn't an electrifying play that makes football better? Let's not take away those opportunities by instituting stupid rules that really have no meaning at all. And this – players – you can't be fair catching the ball. Like that ball right there. That's exactly where it was. Mm-hmm. Guy's close. Is he? No. Fullback. Too fast. Traw. Too furious. Traw. <laughs> Off to the touchdown for the fucking Houston Texans. Whenever they look at stats at the end of the year, how many kickoff returns are taken to the house? And they'll say like some of the most explosive players of all time mm-hmm. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy runs a 4-2. This guy runs a 4-3. This guy runs a 4-2-7. This guy runs a 4-6-8. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. That's a fullback. He yep. took one back to the crib. Mm-hmm. That can happen out of nowhere. Let's not make rules to potentially take away from those moments. Exactly. What I was going to talk about that game, uh, Aaron kind of opened up a little bit into maybe not everything so hunky-dory with Joe's calf. He said he was playing through a lot of pain. Yeah, he said only his close team knows yeah. how painful that is yeah. he just did a calf right yeah yeah, yeah. he had that he uh yeah through like camp or before camp right in the spring he did. yeah bingo and i guess because it affects everything is probably what oh, he's yeah. talking about like literally every step that yeah. you are taking every movement even on run plays yeah you are still dealing with so they, they talked about it on the broadcast of, that was uh partly why he wasn't under center as much um and, al- and also yeah dan dan talked about it and he was also getting the ball out quick but the biggest play that he had to jamar chase late it was actually a, a play action and he kind of mm-hmm. rolled to his right and hit jamar like maybe 40 something down the down the right side so you could tell he was gutting through it though and he threw the ball 49 times so it wasn't like um mm-hmm. you know only you know 19 points 49 throws you don't want that but you know, obviously the, the coaching staff wasn't too too afraid. They put in the ball, put in the air that many times. Can we put a picture of him back up from his post game press conference? He looks so cool. Yeah, great Boom. sweatshirt. Yeah, that, yeah, that hoodie is tough. I think, <laughs> calves, I think his calf's okay. Yeah, yeah, his <laughs> hair looks great. Is that Super Mario? That's uh, Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. Sorry, yep. that's Ness. Oh. That's what? That's Ness on the right. I believe that's Bowser on the left. There, oh, characters. Bowser always the big asshole heel, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. And everything. I just know that from Mario Kart. Yep. Rainbow Road, though, the real heel there. For yeah, sure. That is the tough one. As opposed to Bowser's Castle, which is still problematic. The yeah, one Smash, always, though, Ness is a cheat character. Fun, What's that, pal? Uh, Ness is a cheat character in Smash Bros. Is Ness in Mario Kart? No. No, he's just in Super Smash Bros. You can see he's that boy to the right with the uh, baseball good, cap good boy. on. On his, on his... Right. So what's the deeper meaning here for Joe? Why is he wearing this? What's the little... Uh, he's just always fighting. 
You know, he's a fighter. He'll he's Bowser and Ness. Yeah. He's in between Bowser and Ness. Bingo. Okay. Here I am. Oh, Stuck so in the middle. I got Bowser running me. Ness to the left. Here I am. Stuck in the middle. He's probably just right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trying to be good. Trying not to be evil. Mm-hmm. But it's always right there on the sleeve. That's right. Let's get to a break. I'm happy we can break that down. Nope. You ain't fooling us, Joe. No, 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 no. Nope. We know, Joe. Just like the other Joe. He, was, he probably played with Peaches at Super Smash. <laughs> I was Yosh on uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Every time. Nice. That's the only... In the 64? Is that what you played it for? Back in the day? Yeah. I think so. I think that oh. was the one. Isn't that where at least that's where it became like big, right? Was that's the try thing? long time ago. Yeah, yeah I hate that yeah. controller. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the try. I didn't understand the left one. I never used it. No. I guess that was probably for other games. But I was uh joystick, yep. joystick with the back gun. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's the only video game experience I've had in my life that was actually enjoyable because I was halfway decent. Mm -hmm. They got it on the Nintendo Switch now. Still a lot enjoyable. of new tracks too. It's sweet. <laughs> You're a gamer though, aren't you? Oh yeah. I've actually gotten back in it. See, I'm terrible. People just fucking murder me at video games. So You were killing in PGA, though. PGA, I got good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. PGA, I got real good. Wife was pregnant. Yeah. So she's sleeping. Uh, can't make a lot of noise. The boy said, now's the time. PGA. Yeah, now's the time to try it. And I got into PGA. I was good at that, but that's a simple one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's an easy one. Also, tough to game when you got a baby. Or a business. So that's what that fucks you up. Or a life. The, the well... The I can't control. Yeah. Like, I've tried those killer ones where you're just killing people. Yeah, the shooter game. People are just too good. They're yeah, too far ahead already to even play. Like, people are too They're too good now to even try to start, I think. They play on computers and shit now. Yeah. Well, that's that's nuts. Not, not yeah. fun. I don't even do the shooting games anymore just because of how good everybody is. But it looks like a good time if you were good at it. Yes. Oh. Like, I definitely have FOMO because I can never control. I get, like, car sick with me trying to. <laughs> and then by the time I'm trying to line up. Too late. I'm dead. Yeah, they got Somebody's you. actually stabbing me in the face. Mm -hmm. And then I got to watch it while this little 10 year old's telling me how big of a bitch I am. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, this is not fun. Why is this what I'm doing with my life? I'd watch that. That sounds like fun to watch. Oh, and Call of Duty is cutting not. down on toxicity, too. So they're saying that uh, group texts calling you a bitch. It won't happen anymore. Yeah, it's bullshit. That's oh. a part of the experience you got to have. Got to have the toxicity. That's how you get great. Oh, it sounds like you've said some terrible things. No, 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 no. I, trust me. I have received. The most racism in my life. <laughs> what? <laughs> Call of Duty chats without people even being able to see me. But once again, it's kind of part of the experience. But you know, Call of Duty chats, well known. Well I don't know. Guys. I don't know if that should be part of the experience. I, uh, I do not know the experience. It sounds like no snitch. No, no, no complaints to uh, the Xbox community for me. <laughs> Nothing was worse than Gears of War. Whew. That was bad. Boy, oh boy, there were some racist boys in Gears of War. Uh, what is that? That is uh, like. Uh, what do you mean? It's just it's just like a game where you got a chainsaw on the end of your gun. And you could just cut people in half. What's wrong? See, that's what I'm talking about. Was What's cool. wrong with you guys? It was cool. You revved it up. Like I, these games are getting so clear too with their animation. Oh yeah. Where like there's people that are just sniping humans. Oh yeah. yeah through just walls in their head. They're like making lots of money doing it too. Millions. Oh yeah. I think we built a. I don't know. I think our high school asked for like an esports fund. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, and we just kind of gave it. Wait, to them. How are we doing? Are we are we killing people better than everybody else in Plum <laughs> High School or what? Because what all those games that they play for competitive is killing humans, right? What's that one that everybody got into with ninjas? Fortnite. Fortnite. That's killing people. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Most of them, Overwatch. Call of Duty killing people. Call of Duty. So are legends. the Plum Kids killing people on the internet better than everybody else? I, we should up. look into that. I'm probably I, not. Where'd our money? Do they even have a team? <laughs> Does Twitch still exist? 
Twitch still exists. Oh, yeah. yeah, Kai, right? Kai, the talk show guy. Yep, him. Uh, shoot, I'm, there's another Kai. He started a riot in New York with how popular he is. Yes, he did. Oh, Kai Senat, yeah, 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 I believe. Yeah. He's a beast. He is, is, a sports, beast. is that a winter sport or is that a fall sport? Do you know? See, the oh, thing about it, I think it's every day yeah. of your life it's a yeah. for the rest season. of your life. That's, that's all out. kids want to be now. Trying you to look to, it up. You go to kids, you go to classrooms now. Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Streamer, gamer. Hell yeah. yeah. That's why the workforce yeah, is down. I your esports team at all. That's mm. bad. Oh, we got bamboozle. That's all right. I'm sure the money went somewhere good. PS5. All right, let's get to a break. Diana Rossini will be on the other side. The insider from The Athletic initially was not able to join us because she had a scheduling conflict. Changed her schedule to join us. We can't wait to hear what she's, you know, hearing. Yeah. She knows. She was the one on the Borough News yesterday first. Tied Mm -hmm. in. What else is she kind of snooping around on around the NFL that we need to know about? We can't wait to chat with her. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, We are dead last in the state. (laughs) In the what? In the the state. state. The whole state? Yep. Of Pennsylvania? Yep. How many teams are there? Ten. We're dead last yeah. in the whole state. What's the record at least? Like 10 and 2 and 6? Hey, we're coming. Okay? Uh, we're coming. Though, probably. It's actually two, we have two teams. They're, they are second to last and last. Oh, my. <laughs> Might be time to pull the plug. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We're maybe coming. Kick those kids to the curb. No, we're coming. These kids are only getting better. They just got to introduce these damn things. Yeah. You think these guys have been playing on computers? No. Absolutely. Yeah. S- sounds these like- kids suck at video games, and you need to pull the plug on the program. <laughs> Can't they get better? It's all racket. Yeah. Yeah. Give them better Wi-Fi. Yeah. Huh? Plug them in. Give them some fibers in there. They're yeah, just, maybe we did. Like, I think that's uh, what I'm saying. It was a pretty hefty investment. You should be proud. They're outside playing, all right? They're, They're not outside. Kids. They're inside, Lose which is kind of the thing. What? Turns out they need a new keyboards, though, right? Because all the kids were just beating off onto the keyboards and they weren't working <laughs> for the game. What's well, so funny, AJ? <laughs> that just would be, why would you ever do that? Don't These be, don't be steaming on a keyboard, especially if Pat paid for the keyboard. State leaderboard. <laughs> Foul. <laughs> teams. Hey, we, only, we can only go up from here. I mean, we, we got, got two, two wins, though. Wait, wait, Those wait, are two last, last in Rocket League, Rocket too. League. Oh, nice. They're last and in and both Valor. games. What's this game? Uh, Rocket League is like a- No, this one Up on the top That's Valor That's Valor That's a shooter game You're telling the, the fucking Firebirds Are laughing at the Plum Mustangs All those other teams Have cool names <laughs> Yeah Yeah, why are we just The Mustangs? <laughs> we need to be some sort of Because we're all Mustangs Sniper general I mean, you gotta play The Wyoming area warriors You don't have a chance Against those kids Just wait Plum's <laughs> about to Why do you have Climb right up this leaderboard hey. Combine them into one team. You're splitting up the the talent. Yeah, then they're four and twelve. Uh, now A beat Team B there. If you see, yeah, oh, for good reason. One of their wins. They're both uh, doing six though. Yeah, <laughs> Is that they their beat only each win? other. They played each other. Yeah, yeah. They definitely beat each All other. All right, let's get to a break. <laughs> no question. Oh no. Come on, let's tighten it up. Let's get our thumbs better. Wait, uh, is that a JV team on there? Where were we in the Rocket League? Where were we in the Rocket League? <laughs> that, that, no that way, last. we were last. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Wait, you, you guys are behind on that first leaderboard. The number eight team's a JV team. Well, that's what our B yeah. team is. Is the MCTC <laughs> Bulldogs JV? Oh, no. Are you They're tied with us. We're tied. Are you kidding? We're tied. We're tied. We got JV teams in <laughs> It's the first year of the program. <laughs> what? Let's get oh. to a break. Listen, it ain't about that. <laughs> it ain't about the right now. It's about the future. Plum Mustangs are about to be twiddling the sticks better than all these Jeez. fucking teams. <laughs> We're not an inside school district, okay? We go outside, we do things. Yeah, sue us. Sorry, we live. <laughs> what? Hey, the kids that are staying oh, inside, no. though, that we're paying for, let's fucking tighten it up. Yeah. <laughs> we can't be losing <laughs> to JV teams. No more Pornhub. Oh. Let's get to a break. Yeah, they're using that fiber for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is they the are. football team good? Yep. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lacrosse is good too. Hell yeah. We we have the greatest girls lacrosse player in the state last year. Yes. She broke every scoring record there is. Speaking of. Oh. Huh? Box it up, baby. Huh? You ever seen one of these, AJ? You ever seen one of these? This is fucking lacrosse, dude. Oh, yeah. You look so natural. Thank you. I was taught was by Coach pass. Corrigan. Yeah. Coach Corrigan. Mm -hmm. Legend. I got my gold helmet down there, you see. I went and gave them a speech. I did not know I did not know I was giving them a speech. Foxy has actually a clip of it. Uh, they were like, hey, you want to go see the uh, lacrosse's uh, facilities and stuff? I'm like, hell yeah. Love this lacrosse team. National championship lacrosse team. Love the boys. They showed up for us. Chris Cavanaugh sniping. I, go, I walk in. They're in full team meetings sitting down. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm giving a speech right oh, now. Oh, shit. Feels like I'm giving a speech. Busted right in. Gave the boys a speech. Told them we're winning another one. They gave me a stick and a helmet. We're fucking national champions, and that's going to remain that way for the next five to ten years. Sorry about it. Hell yeah. Go fight an Irish in lacrosse. Hell yeah. Go indeed. And the Ivy League's just a bunch of crop nowadays. Bunch of frauds. Bunch of frauds. You tell them in your speech, never do a trail nine, because that's the dumbest fucking thing you could ever do on a lacrosse field. <laughs> it's a break. <laughs> <laughs> Trail nine. Diana Rossini will be on the other side. She'll have a lot better stuff to talk about than what we're talking about right now, and we appreciate her for that. The Plum High School esports teams are about to run up the rankings. Sir. Mm -hmm. It's good odds right now. You want to bet on them? I don't Take know if you can bet on them. <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania High School esports or not? <laughs> oh no! I'm just <laughs> the Plum football uh -oh. team is currently in the middle of a three-game losing streak. Uh, what? Well, they started two and zero. Okay. They're due. They're due. It's adversity, boys. This happens. We're all Mustangs here. <laughs> oh, and two in a conference. Jesus Christ. They left. They lost a couple close ones. What do you want? We're in the Big East, bro. The Big East is a fucking problem. Yeah. Five A's is <laughs> good as you can get, my friends. I mean, minus twenty-two point differential is just not going to get it done. Yeah, defense really. Hey, listen, boys. I know we're playing against stiff competition. But yeah. Let's tighten up. We got a lot of season. How many games are in high school? Eleven. Ten, Ten usually. It's not a lot of games. Hey, let's go. Half the season left. Let's go, boys. Gonna need a big turnaround this week. Oh, they will. We're all Mustangs here, I still believe. Amen. Stangs on me, Stangs on three, one, two, three, Stangs. Joining us now, for the second time since we announced we were going to ESPN. Mm -hmm. The first time... After we announced we were going uh, to ESPN, she came on the show. We were like, this is one of the... This is why. Yeah. This is one of the upsides yep. of going to ESPN. And then, like, two weeks later, she announced that she was going to The Athletic because The Athletic was not only naming her senior NFL insider, which she will always be because she's got connects and plugs all over the place, but also she's going to be a writer, talent, pundit, everything, a true superstar, ladies and gentlemen, former George Mason soccer player, Diana Rossini. Yeah. How are you? So guys, you know, so many people have been talking about whether or not you've changed, you know, since you went to ESPN. And I realized that I've actually changed because if you remember the last time I was on the show, you weren't on ESPN just yet. And uh, I wasn't really wearing much. So I figure now that you're on the four letter, I will cover my arms. Okay. So you actually have changed. Okay. So I haven't changed. You've changed. So that, <laughs> yeah, is, that is, you know what I mean? Yeah, that is right. the, uh, mm. we, going to the athletic, I want to let you know, we just mentioned it there a little bit. Shoot bummed, Diana. Yeah. We were like, shoot and shoot means like for real bum that you want. How has it been over there? How's the beginning part of the season at the athletic? Are you enjoying the hell out of it? We appreciate yeah. you still breaking all the news for us. Yeah, no, it's, it's been awesome. You know, it's it's been a transition, right? I was at ESPN for almost 10 years, working with so many great people. And, and now I work with a whole new group. And, you know, when you take a new job, you forget all those things that come 
with starting at a new place, like taking HR courses and having to like fill out paperwork that I haven't done in so long. I was like, wait, do I really want to do this? Yeah. I have to get a new like password, yeah, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I figured it out. And so now I'm all signed up. I'm all athletic all the time. And I got to tell you, there are some really, really good football minds at the athletic writers. You know, you guys know they've got beat reporters all over the country and these guys are so plugged in. They know so much about the game. I've already learned so much in just, it's only been a month, but uh, I, I've been, I've, I feel like almost honored to be able to work with all these people um, who are so much smarter than I could ever be. But it's been fun to just participate and, and, and help break some stories along the way. Hell of a roster over there. They're lucky to be working with you. Mark Aboli, Zach Kiefer, incredible yeah. football minds. We agree. Uh, <laughs> let's dive into the football world yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, you had the Joe Burrow news pretty much about him playing when a lot of people were speculating that maybe he was not. Have you heard anything post-game about how his calf feels? Aaron just told us that there's only a certain group around Joe that fully understand how much pain he was in last night and how hard it is to battle through a calf injury, especially as a quarterback, what are you hearing in Cincinnati and what are the expectations going forward? He's really sore today. Joe Burrow is very, very sore today. Uh, you know, and, and Aaron is right. He does have a very small circle. Joe doesn't talk to a lot of people. Joe Burrow is all football all the time. In fact, I, re I recently spoke to his dad about the new contract he got, uh, you know, Coach Jimmy there, and he shared with me that Joe doesn't even let him go by the house during the week uh, while he's preparing for games, uh, even on home games. So, you know, the team will stay at a hotel. Uh, his parents can't even go to his house um, with that. Joe there. What they do is as soon as Joe leaves for the hotel, he texts his parents and says, okay, I left the house. You can come now because they stay at his house when they go to the games. So he's that intense about the preparations and keeping his circle so tight. So dad is not my source ever, by the way, just to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. He keeps them very far away. But that being said, look, the building was really split headed into this game because they knew what they were facing here, a situation where they could perhaps – you know, lose three games in a row. And we all know that statistically this, this would put them in a really tough position to make the playoffs. So they knew the, the best chances they had was having Joe Burrow out there at not a hundred percent, right? They, I never received like a true number of what he was at, but it's sore. It's been sore. He's, he's been dealing with this for, for weeks now. And it's not something that's just going to go away. Cause obviously playing at game speed last night, taking hits and dealing with it. It's, it, it, it's, it's not like it put him behind, the ball a little bit, but it certainly didn't advance him. Got it. And will it ever be 100%? We're going to assume no. And I appreciate the fact that Joe says to his dad, uh, I'd assume it's his dad, not his mom, but I'm not dealing with your shit. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys can get in here afterwards. We'll talk after the games. I appreciate the hell out of you, but I got a job to do. And Joe looked like Joe again last night at the end of it. I love it. Hopefully they're able to continue to grow. Go ahead, AJ. Diana, dude, were you able to uh, get any information on possibly what owner Mike Brown was saying to mm. Joe when he picked him up in that golf cart and did the little loop during uh, warm-ups? I know. I've been trying to hire lip readers for me. Like, can you <laughs> tell me what Levine said here? No, I've asked around. I've asked a lot of people, actually, uh, with Cincinnati. I don't know exactly what was said, but I, I, I like all the guesses you guys have been making. And, <laughs> and you have to figure that Joe knew the cameras were on him because at first when I saw this, my thought was he must have been told really bad news because he didn't look too happy when he got off the golf cart. But maybe he just said to him, like, 
Hey, like, so what are you spending your money on these days? What have you been up to? You know? And he's just like, you know, it's, it's a lot of stress to deal with all this money, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. To see, I'm, I'm kind of commentating here as it goes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know exactly what he said, but I can tell you this, this, it was kept really close. Um, you know, in, in the building about what they wanted to do. I was texting with, I was bugging everybody yesterday to be, to, to be straightforward with you. Um, just trying to get a piece of information of where he was at and, and, I felt like a lot more people knew than what they wanted to actually share. But then eventually once as the day went, everyone's like, look, he's playing, he's playing like, like we'll stop with the dance now. Yeah. I think he might've been telling the owner there, uh, Hey, I'm playing. And that might've been Mr. Brown saying like, we do not want you to play, but if you play like this, anything that happens is on, this is on you. Yeah. You know, you got it. And then he says, I'm done with this conversation while the golf cart's moving. He does it. After the game, he didn't look that worried about it. He looked super cool. They said it should get better, but calf could linger. I love that he went out there and played for his team because it's an old school thought. You know, like, hey, yeah. 65% of me on the field makes our team better. I'm going to go play. Joe's an Ohio guy. He'll keep it going. Ty has a question for you, Diana. Diana, we heard that uh, Derek Carr, you know, like they didn't think his shoulder injury was really that serious, but AC joints, those things tend to linger and they can kind of last a long time. I think it's already been confirmed he's not playing this week, but what kind of uh, timetable should we be expecting with Derek Carr's injury? Because the Saints offense looked very, very lackluster without him, and I don't know how successful they can be with Jameis and not Derek Carr. Yeah, hi Ty. Yeah, um, look, I don't want to count Jameis out completely. I agree with you that Derek Carr is obviously the better option. They brought him in there for a reason. Uh, you know, but with this type of injury, we've, we have seen so many different versions of it. Um, so when the Saints originally put out that they were going to make this a week-to-week situation, it was because they didn't think it was going to be that bad. Um, but just as you guys know, with all injuries, once guys get some rest, they wake up, they see how it feels, they see more doctors, they, they try to go through the motion. You discover you're dealing with more pain than perhaps you thought. So as of now, the, the approach is not, it's, it doesn't seem to be as bad as maybe we would have all thought initially. Uh, but the approach after this week is certainly going back to that week by week. This isn't a situation where, where I'm getting a sense from New Orleans that he's going to be out three to four weeks. I think they're going to try to get through this game and then Derek will, will try to get back in there. Darius has a question for you. Yeah, uh, staying with the quarterbacks up there in New York. A lot of talk about Zach Wilson and what's going to be done at the quarterback position with the Jets. I saw you tweeted out with Trevor Simeon just signed there. Obviously, a veteran been around. Have you heard anything from the building that he's probably going to be the guy going forward? Hi, D. What's going on? What's uh, I like this. I like the group chat that we're doing here. I feel yeah. like I'm actually on a group chat on my phone with you guys <laughs> uh, taking questions. Um, all right. So here's here's what's going on in New York. All right, so I live right in the area, so it's it's loud here right now in terms of how Jets fans feel about this team sticking with New York. And talking to people in the building, that is the plan. There is no move here where Trevor Simeon's coming in to take over for the New York Jets. This is still Zach Wilson's team. They're game planning for him. They're obviously installing everything this week, getting ready uh, for, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. And, and they're, they're, they're tinkering it. Right. They, they know they've got to run the ball more. This is an organization that knows that they've got a scout defense that can keep them in games. They've got a strong run game. And look, Zach wasn't phenomenal on Sunday. We know this, but the Jets look at that type of game where it's low scoring, defense is keeping them in it, and they've got a shot late in the fourth quarter. 
to them, that's okay with the situation that they have, knowing that Aaron's not coming through those doors anytime soon. So yeah, Zach may not be the perfect scenario, but they're not bailing on him yet. That, That is not the sense I'm getting in New York. Perfect scenario was Aaron. I think ended yeah. four four plays. Yeah. Yep. So now this season, I'll be intrigued to see how it pans out. Let's continue the group chat. Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Diana, this group chat was kind of wondering how the vibes could be in Denver right now with Sean Payton and the organization uh, after three weeks, 0-3, just giving up 70 to the Dolphins. What are the vibes do you know around that organization and that building and then also between Russ and, and Sean early this year? Yeah, so I'll start with just like the relationship between uh, between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. To me, this is one of those developing relationships that's going into the positive space and, and really has been. Uh, I wasn't too sure how that was going to work when that pairing came together initially, knowing both those personalities are, are, are very strong and unique in their own way. But from just having a lot of conversation with just players, people in the front office, uh, talking to Peyton even over the last few weeks, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton get along oh. really well. The story out of Denver is not, can Sean Payton and Russell Wilson make this work? The story out of Denver is, can this defense get better? Can they make so improvements? Deep. Can these guys play with more effort? And, you know, from the outside, it, it's obvious they have a lot of issues. But I know internally, it is a fight right now and a challenge to them finding the identity of who they want to be. And that's what I know Sean Payne hangs his hat on. It's, it's finding the kind of guys he wants to represent the Denver Broncos, players on this roster that are going to do what he wants to do and play the kind of football that that he believes can have success. And, you know, in terms of his attitude, guys – this is someone who has tons of experience and resilience and who's been in situations like this before, right? He's been in 0-4. <laughs> he did it in New Orleans twice. So he knows what it's like to lose, all right? And, and anyone that comes from that parcel tr- Parcells tree, they always impress me from the standpoint of nothing shakes him. Nothing. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't feel good. I'm sure he doesn't feel great. I'm sure he's a bit embarrassed. But they've got that attitude. Like, it's our jobs to find a way to win with what we have, not make an excuse of why we can't win. Well, Russell has looked apart a couple different times, you know? Old Russ has shown up a few different times, but boy, if they don't start winning, it's going to continue to get loud because of how the entire offseason was and also richest owner in the league right there, you know? So yeah. obviously that's going to continue to grow the chatter. AJ has a question for you. Diana, when you watch the Green Bay Packers play and you see Jordan Love and the poise and everything when he's in the pocket and how he's able to come back and have a big victory, and we talked about how this was like his moment where he kind of cemented himself as, hey, this is this is my squad. How, what do you think? Like, What's the, the projection for them? Can they make a run deep in the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, AJ. I, can you believe we're, we're – AJ, we're saying this after – this is what's always so interesting about how we, when we talk about the NFL, right? Because it's like – the teams that are losing, we all say, well, it's only three weeks in. We don't know anything. We got so much to figure out. You know, maybe the Denver Broncos could win five games. Maybe the Jets can turn this around and make a playoff run. And then the teams that are good, we're like, wow, this is incredible. They're going all the way. You know, so look, for the sample size that we've seen and the characteristics that I think some of us had questions about, that I think maybe even some Packers had some questions about whether or not Jordan Love could do it. I think if any if any person has impressed me in terms of that in the quarterback position at this point of the season, it's Jordan Love, oh, yeah, and, and maybe that's some, and maybe that's my fault too, though. 
of, of just mm-hmm. under appreciating and, and really just going by what I knew, which is he didn't have a lot of experience. And I knew everyone I spoke to around the league had reservations about him. Yeah. But, but obviously what Coach LaFleur and Jordan have done together to figure out a system that works for him, right? Even I want to almost use that example and apply it back to New York. Right, I feel Which, like with what they're doing on offense, they can tailor this a bit. Instead of just playing the system, install a game plan specific for who you're playing and specific to the quarterback that you've got, yeah. right? And I think if they can do that, they can have more success playing into their strengths in New York. And, and and I think Nathaniel Hackett will eventually do it. We'll just see if he'll do it again. Well, Sean Chiefs. Payton said that probably not. You know, <laughs> yeah. now he, he'd like to strike that from the record. He did. That's one. coming up. Yeah. Weeks, yes. Right. We got that. Yep. One? Yeah. It's fascinating I how they. Oh, shit. Yeah, good game. Just the whole Jordan. thing yeah. of what it's become. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Last question here from the group chat, Connor. Yeah, Diana, good to be here in the group chat. Uh, what's going on with Kyler? Is there any update on that? Obviously, they're winning with Josh Dobbs right now. Yeah. I assume they're not going to try and rush. Kyler back if things aren't going terribly and also is Jonathan Gannon kind of the next Bill Belichick because <laughs> we're kind of getting that feel that he just has those boys humming around the field yeah I, when I woke up today I was thinking the same thing I was like Mike Tomlin Bill Belichick yep. Andy Reid Mike Grable and Jonathan Gannon Boom. Right. those are my top five Agreed. coaches on the planet <laughs> <right now. laughs> Boom. He's Got it. Awesome. he's awesome what's our group chat name by the way I don't know. The chatters. The third hour, <laughs> Tuesday, yeah. wrapping up. You guys, are, you guys are beat, huh? Football. No, Football. No, Football. No, no. We feel really good. We actually got everything DB coming oh, here yeah. on the other side of this. We're very excited. Yeah, we never – It's only what? We, grind, no, no, Pat, just tell me. They grind you there, right? They grind you at ESPN. <laughs> they Diana. grind you. Diana. I know all about it. I know all. About it. I've been grinding since I was 11 years old, Diana. <laughs> I've been grinding since 11 years old. Yes, it's perfect. This is right where we want to be. But it's only week four. Now, yeah. ask this question. Uh-huh. Ask this question about week 10, right. you know, where that First. wall hits. Yep. A week 11, you know, we're still riding that high Hell in the yeah. offseason. Baby, still every single time when I go, you know, it's still. But there will come a time about week 10 where, boy. There will be a lot of, man, when's the next nap schedule? Oh, uh, two months. Okay. okay. That's when it starts to get you there. New life schedule. Good, it sounds like. You love what you're doing right now. The, 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 the baby element is interesting. I'm also on a baby schedule. I have, I have a little guy. Uh, so we still feed in the middle of the night. And, man, he is my ace. I have gotten more information at <laughs> 2 in the morning than any other time I've ever done this as a newsbreaker. And it's not because I, I'm just so locked into the league and I know I'm going to get info. It's I'm feeding Joey. I'm bored. I start throwing out some texts because coaches don't sleep. Players are always kind of checking their phones. And I'm like, oh, so some of the best combos I have are doing feedings. That that's actually should be a podcast I do, just feeding, feeding Joey and just talking ball. Yeah, yes. That's a great idea. And then throw one of these at the end with Joey. I mean, yeah. that is just a magical thing. Uh, Diana, we appreciate the hell out of you. Keep crushing it. And thank you for joining us on this short notice. Yes, of course. Thanks for having me on, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Diana Rossini from the Athletic. Yeah, Diana! All right. Well, what did we learn there? Burrow, definitely. Yep. Definitely yep. hurting. Definitely sore. Mm-hmm. It was a split building. Yes. Yep. Very much a split building, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. Isn't that interesting to you? Everybody had an opinion, I guess, because it's Joe. They Every, what, is it? 
a split split building meaning some people want him to play and some people don't want him to play saying hey it's not worth it yeah it was i i assume there was a lot of classic grandstanding we paid this guy yep. he's the future Week three. this is the best we have been in a yeah. long time because of him like yeah. is it worth it this early in the season to potentially have something happen that takes him out forever i'm not saying that's grandstanding but there is probably a lot of people that found themselves saying yeah, let's think long-term here, long-term here. Right. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, there's only, what, two people, three people probably making that decision. Yeah. Yep. And I like the fact that they let Joe, yeah. and Joe had such a big say, and the fact that Joe was refusing to not play in the game. That's almost like an old-school trait. Because nowadays, with how much information everybody has and the data and analytics of what the future could look like if this happens, and you might miss eight games. If you miss eight games, right out of the playoffs, right out of the playoffs, we can't pay this. We will whole new team next year. Like the more information you get, it's almost like a, a gift and a curse when it comes to toughing through things. Mm -hmm. Like in practices, they have the GPSs on everybody. It's like, hey, this guy's running six miles every single day. We need to bring him back. It's like, well, what if that guy needs to run mm. six miles every day? Like some guys are built a little bit different, and it's just me uh it's much smaller much less important but like for me i needed to kick a shit ton of balls or i felt on sunday i wasn't ready for it but there was numerous people that came in and were like we need you on a kick counter we need you 20 balls or less and i was like we'll see like we'll see where we're at at 20 balls if that 20th ball is a bad ball Guess the fuck what? <laughs> we got another 10 probably oh, coming yeah. here. I needed that. But nowadays, it's not easy to kind of have that type of situation, especially if you're getting paid $200 million yeah. Yeah. in that entire thing. And that's probably the biggest reason, you know, how much money guys are making. But like to, to your point, kind of back when we were playing, like we almost got pissed off of, at a dude if like we saw him walking around and then not play on Sunday. It was Bingo. Like, oh, like, oh, you can walk, huh? Yeah, you can walk. Like, whoa, <laughs> push it, especially like old linemen, quarterbacks. Like, nah, you got to be out there, bro. But um, even his receivers, you heard his receivers say, mm -hmm. hey, we don't want him out there kind of until he's 100%. But for Joe to come out and say, hey, I'm more concerned about being 0-3 than getting hurt, um, you know, that's that's the guy you want You want to lead your team. I think I told you about this guy, AJ. There was a dude that was red jersey, yeah. uh, rookie, and he did his rookie performance, <laughs> yep. and then he did a standing backflip. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Guy got cut the next day. <laughs> yeah. I was Jeez. like, all right, so you're missing practice, but you can do a fucking backflip? Have some awareness, man. What are you thinking? <laughs> Zero. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was a great backflip. Yeah. That fucking guy. Perfect. Got, he was very explosive. And what was his injury? What was he sitting with? Hammy. Oh, I think yeah. it was a hammy. Oh, ah, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the a hammy. The DB, too. He made, he made, the, made the room look bad, man. Yikes. I've never seen it. It was like the perfect <laughs> jump up. Backflip in the air and then come back down like, Hoo. yeah, perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's bullshit." Guy got booed. Paper got thrown. The guy just hit the best backflip I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was like, "Wait a minute, pal. That takes a lot of explosion." Yeah, you didn't practice today. Was that what, your hammy? What? Well, you're not on our team anymore. Yeah, this oh, guy sucks. Geez. Yeah, but that is nowadays. It's much more like, let's be careful. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Let's be careful. Let's be careful. It's a balance. There's got to be a balance to everything. Like, there's not one. It, each player is its own, their own person. They respond differently to everything. So, like, you kind of have to cater everything to each individual player. Like you, you tore your tit, and then you just played what the next week? Yeah, bingo. No, 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 not the next week by any means. But yeah, some things you can play through. Some things you can't, though. That's the thing. Like, you, you didn't know play? what things oh. you can play through. You, what you didn't play the next week? No, it was the first preseason game of the year that I tore. So then we had three preseason games I missed, and I came back for the first regular season game. Oh, so you guy missed three oh, games. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, guy missed three games. Still huh. wow. That's wow. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, yeah, torn pack. Linebacker, too. Then, then week you, one. Imagine no, the amount you know of what, people that you were know telling me. You know what pissed me, me off, yeah. though? 
Hey, when Matt, like the the play happened, I jumped. I I like hit this tight end went. I fell. He re- tore my arm back. So I like fell. My arm went this way. My body went that way. I'm like, man, what was that? The next play, I was supposed to blitz off the edge, and I'm blitzing off the edge off the left side, by the way. And they run at me, so I have to yeah. post up with my torn pec arm. <laughs> That's like my hard inside arm. Yeah. I'm trying to string this thing out. I remember just like just crumbling with it and trying to go with my left arm. <laughs> I didn't even know it yet. And trying my coach the next day is like, you got to hold the edge here. I'm like, yep. I know. <laughs> and I right. looked at my arm like a little bit later and it was just black all the way down to my wrist. Oh, really? That's a bruiser? Because what, it tore off or what was it? Yeah, whatever happens. I, I slept. I remember I tried to sleep with like an ice pack on. I'm like, this is going to feel good for sure. I didn't, I didn't say anything to the trainers or whatever. And then I woke up and I looked at my arm. I was like, this is not good. And the whole arm is just bruised all the way. The blood just drained all the way down. See, we appreciate you. And that's why you're the current president of Ohio. Yeah, bingo. Right. You know, like that's a toughness. Like, yeah, I mean, it looks different for sure. No, but- I, was just, I wasn't tough. I was just nice optimistic pack. that I could wait. Usually I feel like, hey, whatever hurts. I'm, I tell myself, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to feel awesome. And I did it with that one. It didn't, it didn't work, unfortunately, oh. in the moment. Well, so. certainly. But to pivot to like nowadays, though, there are so many people around the building that like as soon as they see the discoloration in your arm, it's like, we need to sit you down. Tonight you're doing this. We're potentially put like it's good because you catch a lot of shit. I would assume that they catch a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of guys that have been protected by uh, like the data and analytics telling them we need to save this guy a little bit. But I think there's also a chance that we're going to miss out on some, yeah. you know, because just people are built different. That just there's there's people like Tyreek Hill. That motherfucker runs 11 miles sure. yep. every single game somehow. They got him in motion, before snap, post snap. In the he, Miami Heat, too. Like, and I understand he gets, but still, it is nasty down there. So I assume he runs a lot mm-hmm. in practice. Yeah. Imagine if somebody told him early, like, hey, you can't be running as much in practice because we got to save you for the game. It's like, well, how do we know if this guy, sure. this guy can run a marathon seemingly at a sprinter's pace? Mm-hmm. You never are able to find that out because you're scared to hurt somebody. It's like we can't make that become the reality of the entire NFL. Still going to have some dogs in there. Mm-hmm. Feels like Joey Burrow is one of the OG dogs, which is what I've learned through this entire process. Yeah, a guy like Tyreek, like if he's not doing that in practice, like he might pop a hammy on mm-hmm. Sunday. If he's, you know, if all of a sudden it's like, hey, we need to kind of put you on a pitch count here, and then he's running two times as much on Sunday as he would in practice. It's like, that's that's kind of detrimental. We sound old. Aaron sounded old, too. You're not every motion is. Yeah. You know, this guy's oh, yeah. not gay. The motion yeah. shift in the zone play. He was like, all right, we started at 12 personnel, and then we shift out to it, and then we come back to a 12 personnel. I was like, all right, what are we, you know, what are we? He was. He sounded like an old-ass man. We kind of sound like that right now. Yeah. You yeah, know, we, of course we do. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's moments of that. We're it's in a different world toughness. now. because we're wise. Yeah. Need more mental toughness. Exactly. Hey, I said As that about Matt Gay. Mm-hmm. To Shane Steichen? Yeah. Real. I thought about that the other day. I'm like, it's just the reality of the situation. His last name's Gay, Matt Gay. Growing up in the sports world, I would assume oh, yeah. that it, there was people that have said things. To, what a perfect callous building to become a kicker. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, watching this guy, I am so – obviously, kicking-wise – He's talented. He hits a pure ball and the way he swings is short. But, like, mentally, he just seems to be, shh, like, awesome. And uh, we're lucky to have him in India. Uh, yeah. We are lucky. But that mental toughness is a real thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you've got to build it. I don't think it's something that everybody's just born with. I think some people are. But it is something you can build. I think it's a toughness that you can callous. Sure. I think it's something that you can kind of take care of. And we can't get to a world where we're not trying to at least you know yeah, what I mean? yeah mental and, and the physical part of it it feels like like a lot of times if guys aren't you know 
80 plus percent, they're not going. Like obviously Burrow was much, much, you know, low, below 100 percent. We assume. 65 was a percentage that was thrown out there, allegedly, yeah. But like if if you don't have that physical toughness trait where it's, you know, yeah, I I am at 60 percent and I am not as good as what I would be, but I still have to go out there and play because me at this percentage is better than the next guy up who's completely out. And it's not always smart to put bad tape out there, you know, at certain positions and certain self-awareness where if you're bottom half of the roster, you don't want to be in the tub ever because they can get rid of you, but also you don't want to be putting out shitty tape Mm -hmm. because you're hurt as well because every team sees that, not just the team you're in. So it's quite a balance, but I do appreciate the fact that Joe said, I'm going in no matter what. Uh, There's a little segment I want to add into this beautiful Tuesday just because I think it'll make us all better and smarter. I asked Tone Diggs earlier to do a little bit of research in his department and tell us what are some trends here early in the NFL season when it comes to gambling because guess what, AJ? I believe we have a new graphic after last night. Uh, There there was a push in the one game, the uh, Bengals and the Rams, plus three, minus three. And then the other one, the Eagles did cover. We ended up tying, AJ. Wow. Yay. Nice job, it's crazy how often you guys do that. Hey, that's pretty fucking good this early into the season when we don't really know shit about fuck about any of these teams. 10-5-1. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a segment that we've been able to do every single year and kept with it every single Friday. So looking at that and everything else popping off, what are some trends early in the NFL season we needed uh, to kind of keep our eye on? Doing that and telling us that information is one half of the hammer Don Cowboys tone. Dicks. Actually, it's kind of ironic that you guys were 10-5-1. This was the first week that favorites uh, were the outright winners as far as against the spread they were 10-5 and 1 this week. Oh, it's almost they, like we did that on purpose. Yeah, favorites were 10-5 and 1 this week against the spread. They are now 21 24 and 3 on the season favorites are. So the dogs against the spread have been better so far this season through 3 weeks. Uh the over/under has been kind of a, bit, a little bit of a roller coaster, okay? Week 1, 12 and 4 to the under. Oh. Week 2, 13 and 3 to the over. Wow, is that adjustment by the books you think or teams? There was definitely an adjustment by the book. Okay. And then week three, 11 and five to the under. Yeah. Oh. So we are 26 and 20 to the under so far uh, this season. Uh, best against the spread teams. Your Arizona Cardinals are 3 and 0. Let's Four. go, Cardinals. Wow. Your Miami Dolphins are 3 and 0. Let's go, mm-hmm. Dolphins. Your Eagles are 3 and 0, depending on where that number came in at. Because one game could have been. Could have been a push. With the Vikings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the Packers also 3 and 0. Your worst teams are the Giants, who are 0 and 3. ATS. The Vikings are 0-3 ATS. The Broncos are 0-3 ATS. Yikes. The Bears are 0-3 in all just everything that you can ever think (laughs) of imaginably. And then the last thing, um, as far as preseason to win the AFC, to win the NFC, nothing has changed. The 49ers and Eagles are still the favorite in the NFC. The Chiefs and the Bills are still the favorite in the AFC. Wow. Thank you, Tom. That was really good. So we like the under, and we like the dogs still. So far, the under and the dogs have have been uh, have ruled to the start of the season, which is what I like to see. I love it. Love the dogs barking. Love the unders. You know, I love the under. But the water hasn't settled yet. It feels like on the over under there. No, like, but this week where the favorites go ten and five and one, that's a good that's a good week for the public for sure. When favorites win, that's a good week for the public. All right. Well, hopefully that'll uh, start to change with the dogs winning three more games. I think if I go by your stats, yeah. than the favorites. Yep. So we need to get the books. Yep. Because last year, the books got all of us. Oh, yeah. Really bad. The books got us bad last year, AJ. You remember how bad the books got us last year? Oh, yeah. There were some uh, there's some rough weeks. I, I do remember. Season. The whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? A few bright lights every once in a while. We'd have a few bright lights. We'd have a couple good. We'd have a good week every once in a while, wouldn't we? Buddy, I don't remember any of them. Yeah, there weren't many. I think maybe. You went on a few runs. I think you went on a few runs where you had like two or three weeks in a row he's, where you were killing. He's right. The only... 
the now when you were putting in plus nine hundred super <laughs> boosts or whatever, those weren't. But that's I mean that's tough to do. Yeah, but we should have hit at least more of those. That was a tough run there at the end. It was boy, those were fun. And if you start to adding in the AI that they could potentially use. The amount of modalities. Oh, Why do we keep God. using that word? What's your problem? You brought it up first today. Because nobody ever knew what nobody ever knows what he's even talking about. Well, I think there was actually an article written about it on the internet was it? about us no questioning what the word meant. I think it said like uh, Aaron Rodgers uses word that doesn't work in sentence and immediately gets questioned. <laughs> I think that said to me. That's I still don't know. Holding him accountable. Holding him accountable. <laughs> hey, Mo, you used it. He used it. I believe. I used it. You yep. used it in your question. All... The quality or state of being. See, but that's not, yep, that clears that clears it up. That's not there's a modal quality or attribute form the classification of logical propositions. See proposition sense according to their asserting or denying the possibility, impossibility, contingencies, or necessity of their contents. That's the one he's using, right? That's like the possibility mm -hmm. of what he's doing. No, there's yeah. there's five no, categories I, of modalities in rehab. Okay, and yeah. they are thermal, which is heat and cold, electrical, sound, light, and mechanical. Yeah. Oh, so that's a form of rehab. Yeah, modality is yes. like, yeah, things things you do. Or like a modality would be if they do Graston on you. That's a modality. I didn't know that. Okay, well, I appreciate the fact that we're using the word modality because that's what he's in the middle of right now. Okay. He had the the STEM modality mm -hmm. on his uh, foot while he's doing that in interview, right? Yep. Electrical. He's using electrical. You would think so. You would See, think, yeah. This is not and then his sutures can't get wet, but they have to get uh, thermaled. Yeah. Modality. Correct. Right? Because he's icing that thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then heat's another modality? That's yeah. Part thermal of is thermal. heat and cold. And then electrical, sound, light, and mechanical. What sounds do you think? The dolphins. That dolphin. The dolphin. There we go. Right, yeah. That's the we modality. Know, we already know the sounds. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the light's the red one. The red light. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The red light. That deep red light therapy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mechanical is just the machines. That he's using. AQ. Yep. AQ is doing the... Uh, yeah, he, he was. Red, red light. light. Yeah, he yeah. does the red light therapy. What's that? In, in this office, he, after he works yeah. out here on Wednesdays, he goes and sits in the locker room and holds a red light on his face for 15 minutes. He's thin. Yes. He's young. Someone, he's red light in his face took in public. It, yeah. mm -hmm. That's all. Awesome. AAQ, good for you, pal. Be the best you. Yes. Be the best you possible. I've never seen anybody red light their face in public. Like it was, was hilarious doing. to see. <laughs> Is yeah, it a mask or is it a little thing he holds? Hold, he, held, oh, he was holding. It's like a phone. Said it's something. Oh, you know, he puts that thing down his pants I for sure. Yeah, he red lights his dong all the time. No question. Yep. Really? You oh, think yeah. he's dong yes. lighting? Yeah, it's like an immediate yes. uh, perfect some, stranger. Yeah. Some of the blood flow, he said. So. Big ah, problem. There it is. Blood flow would help? Yeah. AQ has really grown into <laughs> quite a quite a, f a fit freak. Yeah, yeah. yes. You know, quite a fit freak. Yes. There he is. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> In public. I love it. Couldn't take a day off, you know? Yeah. Couldn't take a day off. Couldn't have Did a he plan. laugh at it? Did he laugh when you saw him or said anything? Or he's like, no, that's what I do. He's locked in. I'm not yeah. the one that saw I him. I walked into the locker room and he asked, you want some red light, bro? Oh. <laughs> oh so he's trying to bring this to others. He he's is a influencer for yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, promo yeah. code AQ. Promo code. Yeah. Are, your eyes, face. are your eyes open when you do this? or? Yeah. Ooh. That can't be good to have your eyes open. No, I love it. Hey, AQ, good for you, dude. Anybody be AQ? Yeah, let's call AQ, please. Let's call AQ. He tucks that thing right down the front of his jeans and gets on the airplane and flies home. Yeah. You should see the dumps he takes when he sits on the red light. <laughs> Seriously, he's taking the, per the perfect logs. <sighs> we're calling him right now to see if that's true. I don't think what you said is true. No, it is, because it loosens up the uh, Why are you guys muscles? saying he put it down his, his pants? He has that Why thing on his he? face. What do you mean? I would assume it works for everything. Why would he not put it down his face? Do you think he's doing like the top of his head, his biceps, his chest, Probably. long, Probably. legs? Probably. Make more all. sense. 
You don't need a sauna. You just got a handheld. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who's a brand new him. They say when New Year's come, January 1, it's like new year, new me. This guy just said, fuck it, in the middle of February. Yep. And so I'm going to be a completely different person. Uh-huh. Now he's red lighting his face in public. Ladies and gentlemen, A.Q. Shipley. Yay! A.Q. Let's talk about it. Uh, the photo <laughs> yeah. the photo of you red lighting your face here in the office just got shown. How long have you been doing this? And A.J. seems to believe that you're putting that thing on your dong immediately after doing it on your face. I do put it on my dong. Boom. Told you. I put it. Everywhere. Um, the dong thing increases testosterone from what they say. Oh, okay. nice. The red light everywhere else, depending on... There's two different types. There's near-infrared and there's uh, far-infrared, I think is what it's called. Play in the plane. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said get to the point, but I appreciate you were trying to get to the point here. You were, get to the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it does a bunch of different things. It hits you on a cellular level. It's great for recovery. It's great for your skin. There's a bunch of different things. So you do that for you couldn't miss a Wednesday, for instance. You had to have it. You do that every single day, two times a day. What? How's it go? So the reason that I do it is they say with the time change, I'm not getting sun because Indiana's gray. Are we in the third hour? Yeah. Yep. Right. It's gray. As shit. It's gray. As oh. Can be. It's whatever. Right. Yeah. So we never get sunlight in Indianapolis, east of Arizona. Right. So um what? it gives me that vitamin d it wakes me up it puts my circadian rhythm in the right spot and boom i'm good for the show yeah, fucking amp baby yes. <laughs> really that's what that thing did in there yeah man that's why i'm that's why i'm that's why i bring the energy on in the trenches boys. that's why that red light all right hey listen you do what you gotta do i appreciate you doing that i don't know if all that's real though sounds like that's uh sounds like that's quite a fugace is anything real well that's a whole nother discussion mm. i know this it's all right here it's whatever you believe he told me teams travel with red light, like tanning beds, to help when they do change time zones. Mm. So that's San Francisco 49ers use it big time. It's all over their facility for recovery. So they're just holding those things in their faces every day? They have uh, they have this thing. Hold on. The bed? There's big panels. There's big, like, huge panels. Oh, the, the Dana White bed? Yeah, the Dana yeah, White. Dana. Hold on. Yeah, well, that's it. Hold on. You got the Gary Brecker. Bingo. Oh, we're going to get a strike. Oh, those are lights? Oh, you got pee in the toilet. Flush your toilet. Jesus. That's a shipyard, dude. That's a shipyard. There's always going to be pee in there. That's right. Just flush. But that thing is a big panel. You can just stand in front of it and it does your whole body. All right. We appreciate you, dude. Thanks for bringing the energy and the red light into the Thunderdome. Wait, hold on real quick. Real quick. AQ, is your red light directly across from your toilet so you can dump and get red light at the same time? Well, see, AJ, it's funny you say this. Sorry, I got the music going in the gym. But I got the sauna. Uh-oh. Right. We're going to get a strike. Can you fit there? That's a one-seater in there. La, 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 la. Oh, look. So you're sitting on the toilet now? That's a one-seater in there. La, 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 Oh, no, that's bigger than that. La, Dumping water on there, huh? Norwegian. La, 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 We're not dumping there. Only pee in there. Da, la, la, la. Nailed it. Thank you, pal. Honestly, quite a banger there. Would have given us a strike so quick. I yep. love that song. Everybody knows that song. All right, we appreciate Great. you answering. Can you bring a couple of the red lights for the rest of us, maybe? Please. Well, you only got to use it for 10 minutes. We just got to take turns, boys. You just got to take turns. No. Nope. You're passing your dong red light to me. Come on, <laughs> Come on now. You pig. I mean, it's not sitting on the dong. It's just over top of it. You see what I'm saying? No, it's all, it's touching for sure. <laughs> We're putting it right on it. It's tough. I mean, I would assume, how, how do you, are you just standing there naked holding it a couple inches away? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought you just tucked in your pants and went around your day. You can't put it right on, on, AJ. It'll burn the fucking thing off. 
Try it. You let us know. Try it and get yeah, back. Yeah, it might boost the tea super. You yeah, know what I mean, mega tea. Burn some tea into you. All right. Yeah. You're doing it. You're doing great. You look super healthy, bud. You look younger. It's working. The vitamin D's working, ladies and gentlemen. AQ ship. Yay, Guy's been reading too many influencer Instagrams. Yeah, this guy, man. He got robbed. Gullible as hell. What are you talking about, dude? He doesn't get sun for one day here in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no sun, <laughs> so and then he, he puts it on his junk. That makes no sense. It hasn't rained here in fucking three months. Yeah, it's nice out right now. Oh, dude, I love him. Like Who got to rhythm. him? What got to him? Remember, we had a couple of friends who watched that documentary on Netflix and became vegans the next day. You remember that? Oh, yeah. And listen, you do what you got to do, all can't right? Watch, can't watch I, the Can't ref- watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. Well, I couldn't watch it. I'm good. But they watched. Watch it. What was that called? I watched it. What was that one called? I think it called uh, "Disgusting Ways to Murder Cows and Pigs." Yep. I think yeah, that's what. It was. Was, I think that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah. Really? True. I think it was. Yep. Yeah. I think it was POV of us slaughtering cows and pigs for you to <laughs> eat burgers and and bacon. Pretty mm-hmm. much, I think is what the documentary was called. Well, the burgers are good and the bacon's good. Well, see, people thought that. Then they watched this documentary, and they're like, oh, I'm not doing that ever yeah, again. Exactly. Rightfully so. From what I've been told, I guess it was some very, oh, yeah. very— uh, Are they, like, chasing the animals to kill them? Or? Uh, I think it's pretty bad, yeah. It's like yeah. The, the whole yeah. thing of them— Because in reality, you know, to eat a burger, like— Yeah. Um, yeah. Crack a <laughs> few eggs. die. Yeah. 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 Well, that would be a chicken. But, yes, 100% same story there. So, like, there's some things I don't want to watch just because, like— I do like chicken, and sure. I do have feelings, so I don't want to watch this yeah. sure. and then lose that because I love the way it tastes. What did AQ do? You know what I mean? What did he see? Because this guy's MMA. He's meal prepping yep. every yeah. single week. Is those MMA guys? He's red lighting his face every single day. It's Arizona. Yeah, it's Glazer. I he mean, did play with Tom. Could be Glazer. You think it's the TB12? I think so. Just a little later. No, because he was still fat with Tom. Yeah, but it kind of settled in. You know, he probably had a moment with himself. He's laying down, couldn't see down. You know, we're talking about the red light. Yeah, Dickie yeah. do. And he goes, yeah. what did what did Tom do all those years? And he's just like, I need to start doing something like that. Because he's pl- dialed in. Oh, yeah, he's yoked. I'm impressed by it. It's his lifestyle now, AJ. It's his lifestyle. He, I mean, he's got a great setup there. The shipyard, I like how you said it. It's a shipyard. There's always pee in the toilet. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Why can't you flush the pee down? Because it's a shipyard. Yeah, duh. <laughs> okay, I disagree. You can easily just flush it. Nope. If you're asking, you don't understand. The I hate the smell of piss in the toilet. No, you don't. Me too, buddy. Me you too. You like it better in your mouth, yeah. Uh, we get <laughs> flush it. it down. All right, let's move on to the final <laughs> thing of this beautiful Tuesday. I think it's going to make us better, oh, make yeah. us smarter. Oh. We thought it was going to be a lot of good, D. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We thought it was going to be a lot of that good, D. Mm-hmm. Instead, Strong. it's become kind of bad, D, <laughs> oh. with a little bit of good, D. That's yeah. right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Everything DB with Darius J. Baller. Hey, 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 D-Bot, let's go. There's some on, good D, some bad D. We'll start off with a play that is bad D, but a play that Come we've on. seen a thousand times now. Going to break it down real quick. Tyreek Hill. How the hell you get wide open a minute and a half into the game? Right now, pre-snap, it'll be half field coverage up top. So cover two up top. Kareem Jackson, one of the highlighted safeties. So he's responsible for his deep half of the field. That's Tyreek Hill up top. That receiver lined up to the left of the offense. And down bottom, quarters coverage. So when you have a split safety coverage, we, you, you deal with your issues as a safety. We got our issues over here. You have your issues over there. Once the ball is snapped, Tyreek Hill's going to run kind of like a post route down here. Chosen Anderson, he's going to run a dig route, a crosser. Actually, rewind that real quick. Quick point. Uh, we talked about the motions and, and shifts and all this. What the Dolphins did, every play I broke down or I went and watched, that was a 15-plus yard play. 
they had a quick motion like right before the snap. And right here is the, right here. So that's just gonna extend that flat defender out and quarters down here. And that just makes the picture clearer for Tua. But then you'll see it's not one of those time and rhythms. So right here, Tua wants to throw the ball. That's where he's usually throwing the ball in this offense. It's not open right now, but because of the great protection up front, Tyreek Hill just gonna keep running to the open space because these two safeties, that safety in that corner at the bottom, took chosen on the crosser, which they're supposed to do. So nobody was technically wrong on here. You know, this deep half safety, he's not even on the screen because he's like, this is Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. Let me, I don't want this dude running fucking past me, so let me get as deep as possible. But then once you get that deep, you'll never get back to Tyreek Hill catching Holy the ball. Shit. So that's shit. how it ended up happening. He ends up wide open. Not really how the Dolphins drew it up, but you just try to find space. That's what good players do. So you'll see it here with this protection. It gives Tua the opportunity to say, okay, I'm back to this fifth step. Not nobody's open, but I can step up and wait till Tyreek runs to the open space. When Tyreek catches the ball, you just there's no pursuit angle. You just run straight to the pylon. Or? Yeah, well, yeah. At that point, once he catches it, that's that's your only hope. And he kind of got. Hey, know, he's kind of squatting here. He's done. This uh, this no, that's the uh, underneath defender. He's kind of where he's supposed to be. No, no, I'm be. talking about Tyreek. Oh Tyreke. yeah, he, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he's expecting he's the ball. He's squatting yeah. right there. He's expecting the ball in that window, and then he just kind of oh, oh shit. Wait a minute. Here. Jeez, it. Boom. There, boom. So that's good players just been on the same page. It's almost like a scramble drill, but not um, great protection with that old line because if he if he you know wasn't protected, he wouldn't be able to step up, read the field, make that throw. Second play, unbelievable play here. We've seen this with Shanahan in the past. We've seen this with other uh, coordinators. So right now it's nickel. Pause it real quick. So it's nickel. So at the bottom, that was St. Brown in the motion, and he motioned across. And the nickels, since we have three DBs on the field, I don't have to run with that receiver as this corner down here. So instead, I bump over, and now I'm guarding a tight end. Now, this is, a, this is kind of foreign territory for corners. You're never one yard from the line of scrimmage guarding a tight end because when you are in that position, typically linebackers, down safeties, they're used to dealing with play action and having good eyes and reading their keys. Cornerbacks, not so much. So now he's responsible for Laporta, but he gets the play action, bad eyes. Oh. So now Laporta's oh. by him. Sucked him up. But See ya. You got sucked him up. <laughs> sucked him up. Bad exactly. D. Oh, getting bad, sucked bad up. Bad D for oh. sure. Getting sucked up, AJ. But, and now right here, now you got a deep field safety, right? You got a deep post safety. So he's your only hope. But with golf rolling to the left, he's Whoa. anticipating the corner oh, route. Geez. Laporta gives him a hint to the corner Ooh. and then goes <clears> to the post. Oh. And it's literally just how he drew it up. And where is the ball? You'll see it from the back copy. Where is the ball on the field? Right around the logo, in the alumni section, first and 10, tight formation, play action, rolling away. You'll see this free safety. You'll see the, the body that this free safety's in once Goff gets to his roll. Right now, you're anticipating seven route. He gives it to him, boom, oh. foot in the ground, going the other way. And now you got Calais Campbell in your face, bearing down, and you still got to make a good throw if you're Goff. He sets his feet, flips his hips, and lets it fly. Big time. That's a tough throw, yep. man. Like, I understand he's wide open, but that's a tough play to make as a quarterback. Rolling out to your left, yep. stopping, having Clayus Campbell in your face. Like, that's a heck of a play by Goff. Yeah, you got to have a quarterback with a hose. I, I've seen Aaron Rodgers throw a touchdown in this Jeez. play. I can't think of the other qu other quarterback Mac Jones, I've seen. I think. Uh, <laughs> probably not he that probably guy. punch a guy in the balls. Yeah, yeah, on, on yeah. his way to a that's touchdown. A hey, that's a tough play, though. Yeah, tough hell play. of a route. Yep. Great route. Cornerbacks put in a tough position. Goff. Off that motion. Laporta has the most receptions by a rookie tight end through three games in NFL history. They wow. love him. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Debo, you always talk about the alumni section. This is an alumni section touchdown. Two weeks ago, they ran a flea flicker yep. in the alumni section touchdown there yep. as well. Yep. So expect it. That's a shot area, baby.
Great play, great execution. One more. One more bad D. One Jeez. more. Oh, One more. Actually, One you more. know what? As I was watching that, you're kind of giving an excuse to the safety. You're kind of nah, like explaining yeah, how, how this Yeah, because sometimes the offense, shit, sometimes you just dial up a great play. Same with defense. Sometimes you dial up the perfect blitz. You beat the protection. You know what the offense is going to be in. Same thing with offense. Sometimes you go back. You got to get beat by some shit to learn from it. So they're having these same conversations in the meet room. This is one of them right here. Right now, you got a great pre-snap disguise because they're showing a post, uh, a post safety, a middle field safety, a single high defense. You got Stephon Diggs on offense. He's going to be motioning over. You got big personnel on the field. You actually, this is 12 personnel, but it's one running back, two tight ends. The extra tight end up top is actually an extra O lineman. And right now, you're just beyond, kind of beyond the alumni section, but it's still kind of like a shot area, deep play action. And now down here in cover two, which they rotated to, you got two deep Ooh. seven routes. And you put, once again, that safety in the bottom. If you run it back one more time from the wide copy, this middle field safety, that's his disguise, right? But as a half field safety, you got to get over there and oh. you got to get depth. So he's going flat right now and not getting depth. And when you don't get depth, that affects your, um, obviously, you got to be deep as the deepest on defense and you're not. Great. You got to have a quarterback, once again, with a hose that can put this ball on the line. Josh Allen obviously has that. Great protection up front. And when you got two seven routes, two post balls, that's always tough for Ooh, one of the defenders. And that's, once again, great execution from the offense. Shane Gillis called this touchdown. Yeah, they did. Yes, Shane did. Gillis said this was going to happen. He knew it. Shane was locked in. He was. He was he, locked in. It was it? unbelievable. Yeah. I'm not a football analyst, yeah. dude. Playing possum. And then he goes 11 and whatever. Unbelievable Picking weekend. Picking Notre Dame guys, huh? Hey, how about this, though? Uh, you just picking on a team that stinks? Jeez, D-Bud. You know, this is this, mean, this, D. This, been this is more about the good D right here. Oh, okay, this is okay. good this D. This is more about mean. good D right here. This is something. This is Justin Reed right here. And I talked about the Kansas City Chiefs defense this year. They've been playing great. And something we've seen uh, here on Everything Did Be a lot. Sometimes this guy up here, he bites that cheese. That's what the offense wants you to do. This is a high-low concept. So that slot defender, that tight end, he's going to run like a little stick. You're going to run that dig right behind it. I'm sure AJ has covered a thousand of these. And usually you want to play this from the top down. You want to play it high to low as a zone, an underneath zone defender. Justin Reed does a great job reading the quarterback's eyes. He sees the first one, but then once Justin Fields tries to move him, you'll see it even better from here. You'll see exactly. You see him kind of calling out the route. So he's anticipating whatever it's going to be. Great eyes on as a zone underneath defender. You want your eyes on the quarterback, right? He's looking here to the left, and then as soon as he goes back to this dig, you'll see him put his foot in the ground, go back the other way, and make a play on the ball. So right now, boom, foot in the oh. ground. So it's almost like one of those combine drills when you see a DB coach, you know, moving the DB or a linebacker left or right, and now this is it being, uh, you know, illustrated on an actual football field game rep. Watching the film, what would you say is the Bears' biggest tips, problem? Tips and overthrows. Mm. Uh, Bears' biggest I mean, it it's a lot you know Dan came here and talked about it it's just it's no you don't have that confidence in the in playing quarterback playing any position in, in pro sports you got to have confidence and conviction in what you're doing and then what the guys around you are doing with Justin Fields it's, and it's definitely Good not on, there, all on Justin yeah. Fields yeah it's definitely not all on him because this is this is kind of what you want as a quarterback honestly you take and great plays are going to be made as well I, I actually think this is just a great it's just great D Right here from good Justin day. Reed. Yeah, it's a good not day. really, good not day. necessarily a That's bad a good read day. or a terrible throw. Sling around that good day, Justin Reed. Right. Justin Fields, but they, they just got to put it together. There's no, I don't see the confidence. I don't see the continuity there um, in that offense. Still staring down guys too. Kinda, yeah, and that's you don't have the confidence because now you don't just trust that I go from left and then I go to right. I can complete that dig ball, you know, two two yards outside the hash. Uh, here, 
Um, now, I, I'm not going to, this is a pick, a great pick from Reed Blankenship. Hell yeah. But I'm not going to necessarily put this all on Baker. Baker, I felt like he was good with his eyes, but this route concept is bad. For some reason, you got Mike Evans down here, and he's going to run this crossing route. Pause it. Now, when he runs that crossing route as this deep field mm -hmm. safety, so this is a quarter's coverage down here, cover two up top. So once again, a quarter, quarter, quarter over here, half coverage up top. So once again, you split the field in half. So if Mike Evans was to run vertical, Blankenship's eyes and body would have to be positioned to stop him. But once he goes in and kind of dies, now he just has to look to the other side of the field and find work. And that's exactly where Baker's eyes, yep, exactly. So that's exactly where Baker's eyes goes. Boom. And if you run it back, they did a great job with this motion, kind of taking those underneath defenders up top. So the motion, yeah, these, so these two guys right here, so they go with that motion that came over. So that window's kind of open, but Blankenship did a great job finding work as that backside safety right there and reading Baker's eyes. But I don't think that concept did him any favors at all. Kind of set the uh, safety up for the pick. Exactly. So right here, boom. So Baker, if you go back again, Baker has good eyes, right? He comes, he does a play action fake. He looks left. But then once Mike Evans comes into where uh, Bradbury's coverage is, now that, that deep field safety, he has no more threat over there. He's looking back. Makes an excellent play on the ball. Mm. This is something Breed is kind of, kind of make. This is kind of what he's going to be known for, I think, making plays on the ball um, in that deep part of the field. Got one on, on Aaron, I think. Yeah, uh, first game. Yeah. When, yeah. when he first got in, because he so. played what college for like ten years or something. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. I forget what small college, mm -hmm. but played like fifty some games or sixty some yeah. games or something. Yeah. Like Unbelievable that. for him. Yeah, I forget what it was. And then we asked Aaron. You remember? Oh yeah. Hey. Guy made a great play on you for a pick. Yeah, no, he didn't. Uh, really wasn't anything he did. It was kind of more. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yep. That was amazing. Yep. Yep. He was a uh, as was everything, DB. Uh, yes, Thank sir. you. Thank you great work there, pal. We appreciate Thank the hell out of fellas. it. All right. I mean, that's a hell of a Tuesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a hell of an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Great, Jay. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Where are you? I don't know. Where am I? There oh, I am. Whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa. We, we're watching Foxy work right now. Yeah, yeah sorry. Foxy, don't be sorry. Please, ever. I mean, sometimes if you put us in a bad position, like putting fuck on ESPN two days in a row. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? There's that. What happened there, Fox? Didn't you literally say yesterday, well, that's a new one. Can't do, Can't that. do that again. Oh, yeah. And then here we are, less than 24 hours yeah, later. Yeah, no excuses. Just missed it. Hey, you know what it is? It's that. That in Foxy's under the table there? They're yeah. starting to get a little too lit, aren't they? Yeah. They're having a they good time. So yeah. The lit end of the table. Foxy, what do you call it that? Yeah. I would call it, I actually say the absolute opposite of that on that end of the table. Well, I know. Yeah. You it's guys not are lit at yeah. all. What's the Talk's what working right. Hey, yeah. talk. Talk's got talk. his headphones in the whole time. Mitt's head down. I'm over in La La Land, and Gertie's doing Gertie things. Yeah, well, Gertie. Uh, hey, Gertie, we miss you, pal. <laughs> yeah, miss you, pal. Better. Hope you feel better. Feel better. better. But you did make a name for that side of the office? Yeah, we call it a dipshit island over there. Oh, I thought you said dip lit island. Yeah. No, 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 no. Dipshit island. I mean, you could probably guess, AJ. You could probably make <laughs> some guesses. Our company is going to be studied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the pill situation this morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, that <laughs> right. is... Wait, Connor got a nice is... invite to dipshit island this morning. There's there nothing even... wrong with what I experience. said this morning. Okay? <laughs> I was completely correct, and I proved everybody wrong. Okay. Connor said that he can't take some pills because pills float. <laughs> so you're supposed to put water in your mouth to down it, but the pills float to the top of the water. So it's impossible to take some of these pills because they're floating pills. I said it's more difficult <laughs> in that you're, it, usually when you take pills, you got to tilt your head. And then listen to his dumbass. He's dumbass got a cup of water. 
And then he put two capsules in it like pills. He's like, look, they yeah. float. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he puts his head down because in his mind, the pills will rise to the back of his throat. They do. Not in my mind. Like, I'm the only one that can do this. They do rise to the back of your throat. Okay? Don't say in my mind. So it should make it easier to swallow then. Yes, they do. Yeah, but he, he has to go like back. this. But you look down. Because he has to go like go this and then throat. try to... He's like, why is it tough to swallow? Well, to swallow things, normally you got to get shit to your throat. Yes. You're doing the complete opposite. You were going With this. the floating pills, yes. <laughs> because you have to look down so they float to the back of your neck. Real quick. Birds. How do we feel about them? The same. <laughs> I, I feel more strongly now about the birds than I ever have in my entire life. So I think you're going to lose credibility with the whole pill floating thing. I don't know why, because it's it's correct, and it's right. It was a five to ten minute, very impassioned speech by him yeah. about how some of these pills, floaters. Mm-hmm. And you got to look down. That's, uh, the first. That's the first time I've ever heard anything like that. I, I appreciate Connor's brain. I really do. Me too. How is that the first time? How, how is that the first <laughs> it time? It was our first time as well. Yeah. How, though? Yeah. I, I know it was your guys, yeah. too. I just don't understand how. It was awesome, AJ. It was awesome. This when they study this office mm-hmm. in this business, and they go, "How?" They're going to look into it and then go, "How? <laughs> How did these people accomplish <laughs> yeah. this?" It's all just twenty uh, percent luck. That's right. Fifteen percent skill. Hundred percent reason. Power. Take your pills. Floating. <laughs> floating pills. To the floating pills. Oh, come on. You didn't even try to make that because it was for the floating pills. Oh, my arms are sore. All right. This one goes in. We'll do a giveaway. Okay. 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 Yes. Give what away. are we giving away? 100 floating pills. I'll you give away 100. Pills. <laughs> Jeez. They're, vit- they're multivitamins. It is. Multi- the multivitamin, believe it or not, that thing went right to the bottom of the cup. Well, no, no, that was Mucinex. Oh, no. Uh, it was Mucinex. This is yeah. Mucinex. Yeah, Mucinex got no capsule around it. It's just right to the bottom. It even Pepto-Bismol a little bit. <laughs> What? what happened to that? Oh, yeah, there it is. It was so dumb. Oh, it was the it dumbest. It was so dumb. That w- is it dumb? But I, I, you know, I'll play the fifth here and just say floating, it. So are, are floating pills easier or more difficult to take? Once you learn the They're trick impossible. of the trade. They're impossible. Oh, you got to learn this trick. You gotta, can, you, Con, can you take any pills without water? Can you just put it in your mouth and swallow no, any pills no, like that? No, 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 no. I've been, I'm terrible at taking pills. It's fascinating. Learned it's all right. What are we giving away, AJ? Ooh. Oh, oh! What are we giving away? 20 Ten merches? merches? Yeah. Ten merches. Fifteen merches? Twenty merches. Twenty, 20 merches. Twenty merches. Anybody that retweets this video and says something nice to somebody, we can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this every single day. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers, Shane Steichen, Diana Rossini, and all of you. AJ, great show today. You really crushed Boy it. Boy Hawker, great show, guys. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with a massive Wednesday. You're the greatest people on earth. Goodbye.